0: I said, God, give me a warning. Please take me for the morning. So I leave more disappointments than I ever will. appointment give a
1: fuck about your feelings. Rub it in. This your ointment can depend on the oink. Go find your pit and the blanket. Find a stick.
2: Do your anus give. Welcome to First and 15, the only podcast that's trying to get you paid. I'm here with two-time FFPC champion, AB. I'm also here with our dynasty guru, Dio the Machine. Guys, I want to start off with news this week since somebody was disappointed that we didn't talk about news last week. I do want to start off and let's talk about news, all right? So the first story that I want to talk about is Nikhil Harry asking for a trade with the Patriots. Relevant
1: or not relevant? Irrelevant. (laughs) Well, let me, let me say this. Let me say this, okay? I don't think anyone was drafting to kill Harry with the thoughts that he was going to be the Patriots wide receiver one, two, or three. Mm-hmm. Not that you would even want the wide receiver three in that offense. Right. Now, I did see an interesting thought on Twitter. Sorry, I can't credit whoever posted this. But there's always been close ties between the Patriots and the Texans. And we know mm. the Texans are trying to breed...
2: <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. You
1: know, they're trying to breed a culture of competition, okay? They try to get in as many guys as possible, and, you know, whether you agree with it or not, that's what they're trying to do. So, potentially, if he's unhappy, hopefully it doesn't cost much to get a former number, you know, a former first-round wide receiver. Right. So 30 second pick, I think. You know, maybe, maybe a new setting for Nikhil Harry. Who knows? Uh, I don't, you know, I'm not a Nikhil Harry believer, but we know – uh, the uh, state of the uh, Houston Texans wide receiving corps. So, you know, slightly, slightly, slightly relevant for the most part. Yeah, you can kind of ignore that, that piece of that piece of news.
2: <laughs> all right. All right. I want to go to the second story, which I think to the casual fan is probably a bigger story because it's more flashy. Richard Sherman, Frank Clark get arrested, criminal charges. Dio relevant or Irrelevant.
0: I mean, for fantasy, it's just not really relevant, so irrelevant. Um, I mean, this is that dead period during the NFL offseason. Players aren't with their teams or their teammates. They're, they're not in a structured environment, so they kind of do their own thing. But But things that they have going on are kind of serious, right? Like... Yeah, we don't like home. We don't want to speak on this. Or yeah. like the, lawyer, that. the lawyer
1: has advised us. I mean, it's irrelevant <laughs> <So> for fantasy, <laughs> but it's definitely relevant. We've been advised, and the, the grand scheme the, of the things, they're
0: So you know, hopefully things work out for them, brothers. So
2: yeah, yeah, yeah same here, same here. Um, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is technically still with Green Bay. He's still he's still under contract.
0: He's still under contract, still under
2: contract with Green contract. Bay. <laughs> He hasn't gone to a new team. He hasn't shown up uh, to the Green Bay facility. Relevant or irrelevant? Now,
1: you know, he had a quote, and I'm paraphrasing here, basically said he's going to take some time over the next few weeks to figure things out. Okay? Uh, That is a very different tone than what we have heard before. Mm -hmm. I'm not speculating based off of, like, what he said. My point is, though, the more time that passes, to me, the less likely he gets traded. Because teams are not going to want to trade for a quarterback, even if it's Aaron Rodgers, you know, right before the season. We're we're about to, we're about to enter training camp. Like I understand it can still happen. I understand it can still go down, but if it's going to happen, it needs to happen very, very quickly. It could be week six. Yeah. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers, they (laughs) talk about they want to trade. I'll take him. So (laughs) come on down. these, You know, these seem like two very stubborn sides, you know, Mm -hmm. the Green Bay Packers front office and Aaron Rodgers himself, you know, and they are basically like playing this game of chicken. Uh, They are playing this game of, you know, one side really not letting up at all whatsoever. Mm -hmm. No one side is really not, you know, conceding. So a lot of people think that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is just sort of kind of, you know, uh, basically being extremely passive aggressive. And that he'll eventually show up. I don't think anyone really knows. But every day that passes, I'm leaning more and more towards Aaron Rodgers. So the fact that this is relevant mm. is because we are seeing players slide down boards. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I think they are coming at significant value now. Mm. I've talked to you before. You, I know you don't agree. But for me, you know, I basically want to do as many drafts as I can right now to try and take advantage of that. Right. You know? right.
0: So. I mean, for me... I saw, um, I don't even know if it's a quote or just some kind of comment that Schefter made today saying that Aaron Rodgers is like dug in. He just does not want to go back there. Like, just that simple. And that was today. So, so I mean, I don't want to totally ignore And, and When you say every day that passes, for me, I don't really truly believe that because I feel like, again, we're in that dead part of the season. Nothing's happening. No practices are going on. Uh, I don't really think the pressure hasn't mounted quite yet. I think once training camp starts and you got guys coming into the facilities, uh, installing offense, you know, getting used to teammates and things like that, I think that's when the pressure starts. Kind of similar to how we look at the the Watson situation. We we feel like once training camp starts, that's when one side is likely going to kind of start to bend a little bit. But right now at this moment, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's, he's
1: golfing with Brady. He's in Hawaii. Training camp yeah. is right around the corner. Yeah, and, it's like, it's like just, two, three weeks away. It's like two weeks away. And to speak on that Schefter, I, I think it was uh, Collinsworth and Schefter. Okay. On Collinsworth's podcast, and they were like literally going at it. And I think what was going on was Collinsworth was like playing the side of the Green Bay front office. Right. And then Schefter was playing the side of Aaron Rodgers. And it was it's a you know if you haven't seen it, it's actually pretty entertaining. Because (laughs) these two were both like dug in. Like I like I felt like they (laughs) They were about to come Yeah. Yeah. I felt like they were about to throw some blows. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So like Collinsworth was basically like, Look, you know, we, we love you. You done you've been great for the organization. We want you to come play for us. And Aaron Rodgers was like, "Look, you know." You're talking I, I Shef, you talking about Chef 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 was like, "Thank you. You know, I appreciate you, but I I'm think good. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I'm good." And <laughs> Tom Brady was like, "Well, we wish you all the best in retirement." <laughs> Shefter, you know, playing Aaron Rodgers was like, "I'm not ready for retirement. I'd like to be traded." Collinsworth was like, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, like <laughs> go enjoy. So so they basically say it's like, so hey, they, that, know, says yeah. like I'm becoming a fight. Yeah. But almost. it was funny how Schefter ended it was ended it, which kind of makes sense. Uh, it may kind of, you know, give your, uh, your idea some credence is that, you know, he ended it with like, okay, so you're just going to let me retire and not get any compensation whatsoever for me to allow the rebuilding of your franchise just because you're that stubborn and that dug it's, in.
0: It's, it's spite. at that point. It's literally cutting off your nose. It's true. spite. So
1: it'll be interesting.
0: I mean, to, from sitting right here, I really can't tell which side is going to fold yeah. first. One side has to fold. Yeah. You mm-hmm.
1: know. I mean, I guess not. They could both just say... But your tone is a lot different today than it what it was about well, a month ago. No, no, ago. Yeah, true. no. That's no, Because no, no. Before, he was right. like, oh, Rogers wait. is gone. Wait. Like, like, He's wait. He, gone. He wouldn't wait. even entertain I me. Feel, I
0: still feel like Rogers is gone.
1: Put a percentage on it, though.
0: So, I feel like... I still feel like Rodgers is no longer going to play for the Packers. My, now, my thought about him being the next quarterback for the Broncos is probably waned a little bit.
1: Or the or, or the Raiders. Or the or Raiders. It's still
0: a <laughs> it? idea, <laughs> right? but that wan- has waned a little bit. Yeah. But I, I mean, again, because I, especially seeing what Shefter said today, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I still feel like we're getting close to that time. Like we're saying, and he's still dug in. Like he's yeah. still like, man, I'm good. So, I mean, we don't know yeah. what's going to happen. And,
1: and to go on a tangent on that, uh, you know, while we're talking about, you know, uh, quarterbacks in flux with, you know, uh, things outside of football going, going around, uh, that brings us, you know, to Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And we were texting about this earlier. And it's funny because, like, you throw out an idea and then, like, a minute later, there's already somebody on Twitter who's, yes. like, you know, thinking right the same too. thing. Everyone is, like, so sharp when it comes to this. But, you know, we're basically bringing up the Deshaun Watson situation uh, and how you know we're really kind of waiting on the NFL to decide. I know we're waiting on the legal uh, ramification or the legal uh, you know uh, the legal side of things, but also waiting on the NFL to to uh, you know hand down any type of punishment or suspensions.
2: To but- me, that's that's more important than the legal side. To be completely honest, yeah. is because I think teams are waiting to see. If he's going to be suspended yeah. by Goodell and how long that suspension is going to be, I don't think many teams are fearful of the actual legal ramifications. Exactly, because
1: it's, it's it's not really criminal charges, and I mean, we're not speaking on you know the mm-hmm. pluses or minuses. Don't 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 add me, okay? Right, right. You know we're not condoning anything right, right, right. <laughs> on any side. So we're not talking about yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, the case
0: itself. So wait, but, so wait. Y'all saying y'all don't think he? Y'all think there's a chance he won't get suspended at all? No, 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 no. No, I'm no. Saying, no. Okay. Just, so.
1: Think of think of it like the Antonio Brown situation. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown had charges, but you can play in the NFL with charges. Okay. The NFL is just going to decide. Okay. You know, based off of our review, we're going to give you X suspension. Okay. And they'll let the legal process play itself okay. out. Okay. Okay. But, so, but they're still, still going to suspend them, though. Actually.
2: Antonio Brown is relevant because Antonio Brown was never charged criminally. Yeah. Right. He was only sued
0: civilly, But, but he was yeah. still suspended, right?
1: But, come with a, but a
2: yeah, we need that. But but the the NFL took that into consideration and still suspended him. Right. But it wasn't the type of indefinite suspension that, that we've seen yeah. with other players who have yeah. had criminal charges. Yeah. And okay. so with Deshaun Watson, and this is why either last spot or the pod before that, yeah. I said, I'm drafting Deshaun Watson because I believe that maybe the league suspends him because it is, you know, conduct, you know, like yeah, detrimental to the league. Detrimental to the league. Yeah, right. However, I don't think that it's going to be an indefinite suspension. Yeah. So if I can get him in those championship weeks, well, really
1: mid season to yeah. where he's going. Okay. Those championship weeks. That You know I'm what? I'm okay with that. You know what? That's a, that's a. You, what i'm thinking of and and before i get into that real quick sorry before i go to that thought let me finish up this thought so if we're thinking about this in the same light that we're thinking about the antonio brown situation and that okay he may get suspended 4 games 6 games we don't know mm-hmm. okay but once teams figure that out i honestly don't think it matters uh how many games he gets suspended mm-hmm. he is a young superstar quarterback a mm-hmm. game changer in this league any nfl team is going to look at this as a situation where okay he had his issues, and I'm sure Deshaun, you know, by all accounts, has, you know, been very good in the public eye. Uh, he's going to come out and say that, you know, look, uh, maybe I made mistakes. Maybe he you know, owns his mistakes, mm-hmm. and he's looking for a fresh So, target. wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. Let me finish. I, know, okay. I know it's a long road. Let me finish. So, NFL teams are going to look at that and say, even if he suspended the entire year, he is so young. Okay. we He has proven okay. We don't need, you know. We will waste two or three draft picks rather than trying to guess in the draft. No, no, mm-hmm. I, so, I, agree. So, I agree. So, with that being said, we know who the front runner is now, or who, or Man, who has been. I don't know
0: if I believe that. But okay, go ahead. but this is rumored. That that came out today. That came out today. Yeah, the Eagles. No, but they've
1: always been the front runner. They've always been the front runner. They've had the draft picks and they had the perfect situation. They had the cap space. I I think Miami was the front
0: runner. runner, They
1: were at first. I think. Remember, they made those trades and they gave up some Mm draft picks, so they don't have. No, they still
0: have quite a bit of draft picks, but not the same because not the same. Because they traded with the Eagles to gain a draft pick because the Eagles moved up to six. No, no, no. Or something happened, but but I believe they gained a draft pick during
1: the draft. But,
0: but I'm not quick. saying
1: Miami is out of the contention, but I'm saying Philadelphia is in the contention. So if the NFL hands down a suspension, okay. that immediately starts the clock. And I think you're just going to have people just flooding in to bid. I think Philly's the front runner, but even if it's not Philly, it's going to be some team. Okay. And that's going to have ramifications, and that's going to lead to a downward. You know mm-hmm. a, a sprinkle down effect on the entire roster to which he goes to, so if it is the Eagles, okay, how many of us are drafting
0: so wait wait wait, 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 before we get to that point, because I think we're kind of going past it real quick. do y'all think there's a chance he can get suspended for the year
1: no yeah i no.
0: I, I I do let me tell you why, yeah, the type of suspension, okay, first of all, it's i don't think I don't think there's ever been a player that's had this type. This magnitude of accu- accusations against him.
1: Antonio Brown.
0: Not, 22 women?
1: Okay, but... Yeah, but it wasn't it, it sexual well, assault. It's not though. sexual right, right. assault,
0: but, but what I'm saying is... He's saying they sexually assaulted. That's what, that's no, what no, this no. is. He
2: didn't rape anybody. He but, didn't forcibly rape anyone.
0: But, but what they're saying is he, he... It's sexual assault to some extent. I'm not saying he raped them. But one of them, like, he forced them to give him... You know, oral. Oh, wait, man, whatever. we're getting, we getting We're getting oh, yeah, yeah. into the obligations. But, but wait, I'm like what, I'm <laughs> is, what I'm saying is there's never been a player in the NFL that I can think of that's had accusations to this magnitude. Now, again, he, even if he's not charged, say, mm-hmm. okay, let's look at, y'all keep bringing up A, B, but let's look at what happened with Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott also was not charged, and I believe he was suspended for almost half the season.
1: Yeah, but we've had other players who have not been suspended for the entire season. But the
0: Let's, point I'm making is, I don't think there's any other player that's had this magic. The Zeke thing was one woman. One woman that the the, the league interviewed, that I think they even found she had like sketchy, um, mm-hmm. it wasn't consistent her story, and they still suspended him half a season. So. Again, with the magnitude that's going on with Deshaun Watson, I don't think it's off the table that the league can suspend him. Of course, full of course. Not,
1: I'm not. I'm not so, saying that it's not. So, but so we if don't that's
0: know. a if that's a consideration, drafting him. I mean, obviously, you're going to probably draft him late, but but drafting becomes a wasted pick. And even if he is traded, and say he does he he does serve a suspension for again, I, I'm I'm saying the. The minimum was probably half a year because I'm going off what happened with Zeke. Mm-hmm. All right, they, they suspended Zeke half a year, and he had way less women and, again, wasn't charged.
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I,
0: I but don't know. but that's, that's just what I'm assuming. Okay, all so right, right. making that assumption. Here's the next question then. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Making mm-hmm. that assumption, if, if Deshaun Watson then goes to this different team, are you then going to say day one you're just going to play him in your lineup? Maybe
2: not but in those championship weeks if i can make it there
0: the,
1: I, i'm, this, I'm this, is, this is where i was going so first i was going to go to the to the idea that okay i'm not telling anybody to lower jalen hurts in your rankings but you, i mean oh, you i might have to you might yeah, have to i'm huh? kind of thinking you know if the eagles are the front runner and Deshaun watson is not suspended the entire year i'm thinking that's going to have an effect i, I don't want to draft a player so Again, right now, I'm not lowering him in my rankings. Who Hurts? Hurts. But I'm also okay. not drafting him as a solo QB. Mm-hmm. And my backup QB is going to be someone that I have significant confidence in.
0: I, I, I think you, you, you kind of lower him. I, and the reason I say that is because even if Deshaun Watson is not traded to the Eagles, the fact that this is even out there, it, it kind of tells me that they don't, they're not really sold on Hurts. The way that we would want a guy with are drafting high to be, but we know who their backup is. Up. I mean, yeah, but but what I'm saying is that means Joe that, that I mean, means at any point if they find an opportunity, I
1: mean, I don't think they're putting in Joe Flacco. I think no, if, no, no,
0: if, no, 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 no. I'm not saying Joe Flacco. I'm saying if they have an opportunity to upgrade that quarterback position, I mean, we can. We just talked about him. They could decide to get into the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. The, it, literally anything can happen. The fact that they're, they're not sold on hurts. Let's me know that number one, they could be they could add somebody else. Again, we're talking about Deshaun Watson and another quarterback. And number two, they can decide to pull him from a game and that's, try somebody
1: else out. Guys. I, I, I think that's understandable risk, but I, I don't think that that's guys. I, I think that's a very very low guys. low risk.
0: Yeah, this is
2: the news segment. Hold
1: on, no. hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I got one last, <laughs> thing. One last thing. One last this thing. One last thing that important. I wanted to say. This is <laughs> one last thing that I wanted to say because you you said that the Deshaun Watson pick was a wasted pick and. Full disclosure. I mean, outside of like maybe like one of my first or second drafts, I probably I really have not been even been considering drafting Deshaun Watson. But it's an interesting thought to bring up Mm -hmm. because let's not pretend like we aren't drafting other quarterbacks who aren't starting the season who we are projecting. And anticipating will take over at some point, Trey Lance. but may never happen. But how early do I, we see Trey Lance going? So Deshaun Watson, I don't know what his ADP is, but mm-hmm. I, I see him into the seventeenth, eighteenth round. I do feel like that's a different
0: situation, simply because when you're suspended, you're going to have to stay away from the team. While when you're just not being played, like, you're not playing. You're still practicing, and you're still. Deshaun Watson is a it's beast. It's Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he's mean, no beast. Y'all, y'all say that, but again, again, <laughs> I don't y'all,
1: care. he's still going to get the playbook. He's he, still going to get right. the playbook. He'll still he, be able he he to might do still Zoom get meetings. The
0: playbook, but, but we're just going to automatically assume Deshaun Watson is going to step in
1: day one and just most be players that know Deshaun Watson. yes. Yeah. so if he suspended half the season, okay, maybe I wait a game, maybe two games. But like you said, mm-hmm. for those championship weeks. To have somebody like Deshaun Watson on your team. I mean, just not even for the chance. I mean, just, you know, for like six, seven games during the season. Like, that's significant.
2: Mm -hmm. As our last news topic of the night, I do want to talk about the franchise tag deadline being tomorrow. Again, for the viewers that are on YouTube, tonight is July 14th. So tomorrow... Franchise tag a deadline is going to be tomorrow. What does it mean that guys like Chris Godwin and guys like Allen Robinson still don't have long term deals? Right. Dio, relevant
0: or irrelevant? I think it's slightly relevant. And really, what it is is tomorrow's a deadline for them to actually sign an extension with their team. Otherwise, they have to stay playing on the franchise tag. So, the only reason I think it's relevant because essentially, is basically these players are now, once again, going to be going into a contract year. They're basically playing hmm. for a new contract next year. So, you know, some people can look at that as that's when the player probably tries a little bit harder during the season. So we're talking about Godwin and, again, Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, they're trying to cash in next year. So that's the only reason why I would say it's to some extent relevant. So.
2: Okay. All right. No, uh, I told you, quick. Let's get yeah, moving. It's yeah, no, no, no. yes, quick. uh. uh I don't know. Maybe I should be the professional here. All right. So, I want to talk about our first topic of the night. Let's talk about Miles Sanders. In 2020, Miles Sanders is going, what, anywhere from mid-first round to mid-second round. Um, And then now, this year, he's going anywhere from, what, early fourth round to, what, mid-fifth round to some degree.
0: Man, when I first started draft, he was going in the mid-third. But now... Man, I've seen him go as low as the mids. I've seen him go like the back end fifth. Right. So it's like he's like... Disrespectful. Woo! Free fail.
2: Like, right. Free Absolutely fill. disrespectful. Last year, Miles Sanders was, I think, this year's Eckler. Is Miles Sanders value
1: or is he a trap? Well, you just basically laid out a wide range as far as his ADP. Woo. Mm-hmm. Okay? So... Some may argue that him going in the mid to late third is a trap, but in no way do I see him going in the mid to late fifth round and really even the mid to late fourth round as a trap of any kind.
0: So you like him in the, in the mid fourth?
1: I mean, I was taking him at the back end of the third Yeah. Okay. Look, I understand the concerns. Okay. New offense, new head coach, uh, you know, Sirianni and Shane Steichen coming over. Right. These historically have been offenses that have used uh, multiple running backs. But really what we have to do is look at his competition and ask Mm. yourself, are you really scared of the offensive coordinator or the head coach having Jordan Howard?
0: Jordan Howard. They have... Uh, Boston Scott Boston, Boston Scott. Scott The rookie Kenneth, Kenneth Gainwell From Memphis And he was taken in what round? Uh, I want to say The 4th or the 5th so, so it, was it wasn't right? early Yeah it was not early It wasn't it a day, was day one Or round, day two pick Yeah the um, They very also early. have um Adrian Killens Which is some Like small little yeah. I actually think he's Practicing with the receivers A little bit But a small little Running back Kind of stocky Um, And they might even have One other player that I can't even think of. I think you mentioned Jordan Howard Yeah The yeah, uh, so.
1: 4th Lions of course
0: Oh oh uh, carry-on Johnson. Exactly. Yeah. Carry-on carry on Johnson. Johnson. That's, so right, that's right. None of
1: those players really scare me. Okay? Uh, I'm not concerned about carry-on Johnson. Uh, All of them might not even make the
0: team. Honestly. Exactly.
1: And they're, they are not keeping six, seven backs. They right. are not keeping five backs, in my opinion. Right. And they may not even keep four backs. And I think, you know, one of those backs is going to play special teams. And that's really where I see... Game well coming into play. I think a lot of people are you know, expecting him to take over the passing down works. That is a lot to ask of a rookie, especially right. one that was taken in you know in the later round. The later round. Yeah. I mean, I just you know how often do you see that? Okay. Right. Coming in the NFL, picking up a new system and then taking over third down work and being able to, you know, be successful in pass protection. I just, you know, I don't see it. You know, I I really, really don't see it. I think more than anything, I would see carry on playing that role because he's a good pass protector. You know, maybe they keep him on, you know, uh, on the team for for that reason. You know, Jordan Howard is obviously we know. Is a is a first and second down I was thinking running more back. More
0: Boston Scott might get there. Yeah, right. Boston I was Scott is, a, is, Boston is Scott. the veteran,
1: but they can't keep all of these guys. Right. But really, right. the issue is not necessarily those guys. I think we've established that these guys are not, uh, you know. Guys that are, you know, from a talent standpoint and an experience standpoint yeah. can compete on the level of Miles Sanders as far as really competing with him for significant touches. Right, right, Again, right, I know right, a lot right. of people are, uh, you know, uh, excited about Kenneth Gainwell, and I'm, I'm just not there yet, just given the draft capital, given he's a rookie. Uh, Real quick, can you check Miles Sanders' contract? When is he a free agent? But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So, for me, okay, worst case scenario, he's a first and second down back. I just don't see that being the case, though. Okay. We know he is a plus in the passing game. Twenty, twenty for almost the entire NFL, but specifically for the Philadelphia Eagles, I almost just want to, you know, completely just erase from the twenty uh, twenty record book. Yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah. You know, offensive line issues, multiple issues at the uh, positional players. Uh he himself was having issues staying healthy into yeah, he the season problems, hurt you know. Yeah. Uh and then his quarterback Carson Wentz was just having, you know, they just weren't on the same page. You know, part yeah. of that was Carson Wentz. And also Carson Wentz not a being a check of that was quarterback. Carson Wentz. But yeah. And then, you know, some of that was Miles Sanders as well, not catching the ball. And I've never been one to think that Miles Sanders is a, a between the tackles runner, someone mm-hmm. with great vision, but he's mm-hmm. explosive. Yeah. He has breakaway speed. We've seen him. I mean, that's really what kept his fantasy value alive last year mm-hmm. with those real, those, you know, those long runs, right. those 60, 70 yarders. Right, right. Uh, but we've seen the year before that he is a plus in the passing game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we've already heard. Rumors and talks out of camp and knowing the system, system that the head coach and the offensive coordinator are coming from, they pass the ball to their running backs. And it's mm-hmm. not just, you know, it's not dump-offs. It's not third, fourth, read options. These are designed passes, designed screen passes to the running backs. We know he's getting his offensive line back and healthy, okay? Mm-hmm. I think the running quarterback, I think there's a plus and minus there. I don't think, you know, the studies that show that it really hurts the running backs, I think there's some leeway there. I think with someone like Lamar that's true, okay? Cuz that's the, you know, the, you know, far end of the spectrum, but I don't think that we necessarily know that with Jalen Hurts, okay? Mm-hmm. I think that time will tell, but I think in an offense and 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 Jalen Hurts, I think is really going to take this, you know, uh Take this season to really try and study the playbook and try not to go off script. I think they're going to do a great job of kind of designing him run plays, but I, I really think they're going to try to keep him in the confines of the offense and try and make the game simple for him. Yeah. So if you know if this is anything like Frank Reich's offense, then guys are going to be wide open and guys are going to be put in position to succeed, and that includes the running back. Mm-hmm. So that was a long-winded answer, but Miles Sanders' fourth round. I mean, again, in, in, in roster construction is very important. So if you start off with three running backs, robust RB, then maybe you you know, Miles Sanders in the fourth round is not a, you know, is not a big advantage, but if you only have two B, two RBs on your roster and you have a chance to draft that, you know, that, you know, strong third RB in Miles Sanders who can really have blow-up weeks. Uh, Who's you know potentially in a situation that is significantly better than he was last year Mm -hmm. and may pay off that first round value, that first round ADP from twenty nineteen. I you know I think you just gotta you really gotta take a stab at that. So let
0: me ask you this. So again, you said you drafted him in the third round earlier this draft, late third round. I think I did too. Right now, today on Wednesday, what is it? The 14th Mm -hmm. I guess I can ask this two ways. Where do you value him? And then also, where you would you actually draft him? Yeah, right now.
1: So that's a tough question because it's not just Miles Sanders' ADP that's changed. It's a lot of players that ADP has changed. So when I was drafting Miles Sanders in the third round, I was also getting Tyler Lockett, Adam Thielen in the back end of the fifth and the sixth round. Got you. You're not getting those guys. Everybody, yeah, everybody's maneuvering. So we're starting to see a shift in boards. You know, certain tight e- tight ends are coming down, certain quarterbacks are coming down, and wide receivers are getting pushed up. Yeah. And that shift is significant because now you're losing players that you can start in that flex one and flex two position. So, right now, today, it's important to understand where his ADP has been over the last few days. There is no reason to take him in the third round, that, that's, that's you, what I was getting at. Regardless of that. where I, you know, where I value him, right? So. Fourth round, if I've started off with two wide receivers, I mean, if you were going zero RB this year, I don't even want to put this out there. If you were going zero RB this year, now is the perfect time to do it.
0: Well, you put it out there.
1: So, so, you're, basically,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're basically saying it's a, uh, it's a lot to do with your roster
1: construction. Yes. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. you can base your roster construction off of ADP. And you're okay with him being your first running back? Like your running that back one, I guess? That is not ideal, but I mean, you know, if we start off Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and that's a common bill for, for if you think you're starting off with Tyreek Hill and Diggs and you're like, yes, I'm about to get unique. I mean, you can, but it's a very, very common bill. But, yes, if I start off Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs, and that's a scenario, I'd be okay.
0: Last question, and I'll, I'll let you get to it because I know you try to cut me off. But <laughs> – if you started running back, running back, running back, so first three rounds running back, would you consider taking Miles in as a running back four?
1: If I'm in the front end of the draft? Anywhere. Yes. I, okay. Uh, if I'm at the back end of the draft, unlikely because I know you have to anticipate what wide receivers are coming to you. Mm-hmm. So if you're drafting, you know, if you're from... Uh, picks 11 and 12, you need to look at the recent ADP and yeah. understand that you may be looking at a Kenny Galladay. So the value you know, of OBJ is your first, obviously, if you're okay with that, then do it. So I'm the values okay of that. the
0: front end of the fourth round for you are higher than Miles Sanders compared to the value of the receivers in the back end of the fourth round. Correct. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Absolutely correct. Now, 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 as far as me, as far as I feel about Miles Sanders, because I haven't touched on that, yeah. I, I, I kind of agree, but like I said in the text me- message yesterday, when I think, when I really dig deep and think about Miles Sanders, I, I land on two sides of the fence, and I, I land on the extreme side. Mm-hmm. I'm either like, "Man, this is a guy's a great value. I want him everywhere," or I don't want to touch this guy with a six foot pole, no matter where he he falls. You know?
1: And that's and, unlike you.
0: I know. You know, <laughs> that, it's like been a crazy enigma, and I and I can't shake it. Yeah. But okay, so you made a few comments. The offensive line is coming back. They. Uh, I, they at one point had one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely, and Brandon. they had depth. Mm-hmm. Right, right. They had Brandon Brooks, who I think was all pro yeah. guard. Um, they had Andre Dillard, um, who was a young rookie yeah. at the time, but he was still a first round yeah. pick. They had Jason Peters. Yeah. You Kelsey. know, they. Yep. You know, they had great yep. players there. Um, I, I mean, I know you. And I was going to say, I know you don't really care for the ecosystem, but I kind of forgot they have a new system. They have Mm -hmm. a system coming from the Colts, who was successful last year. Um, So we kind of are excited about that. Uh, And they're going to play a schedule that is for the third place team in the division. I believe, yep. Uh, maybe even the fourth place. They might have been the last team in the division last year, so their 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 schedule should be a little bit softer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say all of that, and I think, okay, great, Miles Sanders, like he's a value in the fourth. Like I should be thinking about getting him in the third. But then I think, okay, and you're you're right. They're not going to keep all these running backs, but they have all these running backs that are almost specialty running backs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have Jordan Howard, who's like a bruiser, mm-hmm. who can get you those two, three yards uh, of 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 you know, short yardage, you know, fall into the end zone type player. Um, and, and don't forget, Jordan Howard was on the Eagles two years ago. Yep. And he actually had a few games where he was kind of yep. going off, you mm-hmm. know. Um, they they, they had Boston Scott, which like we said, we see him as a passing down yep. running back who's, who's to some extent been successful in that. They drafted another guy who, even though he was drafted in the fifth round, he was somebody that a lot of draft pundits, you know, coined as somebody that was actually pretty talented. You know, because he, yeah. he, remember he was at Memphis. He was a starter running back over Antonio Gibson yep, in yep. college, mm-hmm. yep. and we know who Antonio Gibson is. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of so, a lot of
1: running backs that come out of the system. Yes, right, mm-hmm. right. You know, Pollard
0: did yeah. as well. Henderson. Um, yep. They 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 claimed Carryon Johnson, who was a second round pick yep. mm-hmm. four or five years yep. ago. So they have all these running backs. So it's like I'm I'm thinking to myself, why are you picking up all these players? And then yeah. we look at the system. Yep. With the Colts, yeah, Jonathan yeah. Taylor did his thing at the end of the year, but we yeah. know the Colts have used yeah. multiple backs in the no. past.
1: I know this goes against everything that you believe, and this is not your style. <laughs> no, but I fair. feel like in this situation, you have to simplify things. Okay. So I don't, you know, you we can name six running backs, but there's not going to be six running backs that are going to be involved in this offense. No, 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 I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, and, and
0: I don't think I'm saying that. Yeah. I think I'm more so saying it's almost like they're searching for a
1: certain yeah. types of backs to play certain yeah. roles. This will, this I think this will help people out. Okay, to me, there's a very uh, easy comp to Miles Sanders in his situation, and that's Jonathan Taylor. And Jonathan <laughs> mm-hmm. Taylor is going in the first and second round, mm-hmm. first and round the main, until recently, yeah. And the main concern was, you know, anyone who has issues with Jonathan Taylor is a competition. Naeem Hines and mm-hmm. some people are concerned with Marlon Mack. Okay. Yeah. And even you know, I think Jordan Wilkins is more of a threat than Marlon Mack coming Maybe off so. of Ach- Maybe Achilles Achilles. So. But yeah. But that's the concern and, you know, the fact that they use multiple running backs. And even now with Carson Wentz, you know, again, I'm, I'm a believer they in the They also system. have a great offensive line. Yeah, they say, you know, Carson Wentz doesn't check it down. You know, maybe that's you know, true you're to some degree, but there will he's still be gonna, designed passing mm-hmm. plays. He's I'm
0: not going to check it down as much as Rivers. We he's know not going to check it down, right. but so. there will still be
1: designed passing plays yeah, yeah. for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. So if you're drafting Jonathan Taylor in the first round and then you see a Miles Sander in the fifth round, to me, again, Jonathan Taylor is definitely a better running back. But are there situations really all that different? Uh, no, no, I agree with you. They're they're really not. But is it I, four rounds different? Probably not. Probably. Not. I'll say this:
0: last year, and you alluded to this, Chris. Mm-hmm. Last year during draft season, he was being drafted in the early second, and is going as even as high as the early first. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of looked at him as a player that was going to be a breakout player going yes. into two thousand twenty. Um, He was a first-round pick, so we know he – no, maybe he was a second-round pick, but we know he has talent. He Mm -hmm. played at Penn State. He was uh, Saquon Barkley's backup, and then when Saquon Barkley went to the league, he basically took the mantle and, you know, had a great season. So everybody was excited for, you know, his ascension. Going to the season, he had the injury, the ankle injury, before the season started. You mentioned the offensive line. So when I think back to that part, again, I I go through these both extremes. I'm like, man – I'm able to get this player yeah. now in the fourth, fifth
1: round now yeah. mm-hmm. by every time. yeah. yeah. So, so sometimes it's just an opportunity cost, too. I mean, yeah. you just got to think about, OK, what is the potential ROI on Miles Sanders? Mm-hmm. Right. You hit? Now, I will leave you with this. OK, I just made this great argument for Miles <laughs> <about laughs> Sanders. But man, his playoff schedule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think you know. Uh, I would is he probably, playing the Redskins? I would probably. Oh, he would,
0: I'm sorry. Is he playing the Washington Football Team? Yeah, I would okay. probably
1: have like you know, I don't know, 100 percent of Miles standards. If it were not for the fact that he had to, not only does he play them once, he plays them twice. The, yeah. the Washington Football Team. Yes, man. Oh, check that just to, yeah. just to be sure. But I think he... I'm pretty oh, wow. sure he plays them twice. NLCE, so yeah, yeah. he has to. Wow. No, twice in the in, in the in the uh, in the in money the week, in the tournament the tournament yeah. tournament. Those That's last I, three I weeks, I think you might be
0: right. I That's think rough. It. So you asked about, you know what?
1: And he's done well. So you go back and look at the game logs. He's done well in some very, very tough matchups. Right. So it's not to, not to say that it can't happen. See, but, but you just took me you, now, you
0: just took me back to the other extreme. Now
1: don't do that. But I mean, so, you so got to like, get there first. Like where, where you got to get there first. Guy, so, okay. remember you don't have to. He's a fifth round pick. You don't have to start him in that. That's very playoffs. true. So
0: so Abby's basically saying Miles Sanders fifth round pick smash.
1: I mean that that's honestly smash. that's like that's not that's not hard for most people. I'm saying fourth round. If you see Miles Sanders in the fourth round. Uh, depending on your team construction, you should not be concerned at all. You know, I that's that was my whole argument for Kamar falling towards the middle and backgrounds. That's my argument for Barkley falling towards the middle and backgrounds. Don't be scared to take these guys at some value. I mean, fifth round is hella value. So that's like to me almost lock button. Right. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, Smash. No. So, we talked about crowded backfields. I want to talk about the Patriots for a second because the Patriots like to go running back by committee.
1: Irrelevant.
3: <laughs> this isn't
2: the news section. Irrelevant. But,
3: but Irrelevant. Let's talk
2: about the Patriots backfield for a second. Yeah. Do you guys trust drafting any Patriots running back knowing that they like to go running back by committee?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm look at you. Yeah. Hey, okay, look, look. Let me tell y'all something. They're asking this question. They're looking at me because they know... I like Damien Harris this year. (laughs) So that's where this question has come from. And, yes, I I like Damien Harris for several reasons. Mm -hmm. Number one, and the biggest reason is I think he's a major value right now in fantasy drafts. You were able to take Damien Harris in the eighth, ninth round, okay? Now, you might say, okay, whoop-de-doo, so he's not good. He's in a bad system or a bad situation. I actually think he might be in a better situation this year than people think. Last year he was running the first time as the main back. Sony wasn't running there. James wasn't running. He was the main back. the The Patriots' offense as a whole was not running very well. You know they were struggling. Don't forget their defense was de- decimated as far as all their players that opted out due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, they who was the receivers they had? They had the. To kill Harry, who's who's not or who hasn't really done anything, Mm -hmm. they had Jacoby Myers, who I think is an undrafted receiver or a late draft receiver. He's good. No, he's good. But on another team, Myers wouldn't have been no anything special. Their their tight ends were. They had two rookie tight ends. You know, they they had nothing off. And then they had Cam, who was just coming back from injury, who didn't really get a full uh, off season, and had COVID. Exactly, and had COVID had to miss a game or two for covid. Mm-hmm. So the whole sis- or situation was just bad for Harris. Right now, we we've heard rumors as far as the people that have seen practice, he's like the clear-cut number one running back. Um in Alabama, he was a high prospect. The guy was drafted in one of uh, the second or third round, so it's not like somebody that's just somebody that is a good great practice player and he worked his way up. No, he was actually drafted pretty high. Mm-hmm. Still very young, so you know, he came from the Alabama programs. You know, they produce talented running backs. And again, he's taken in the eighth, ninth round. So the way I see it, even if he's not the greatest or whatever, taking him that late, somebody has the potential of bringing you back running back to value that late with nobody. We're not questioning who's going to be the starter. We, we, we all kind of assume he is going to have that job. So being able to take somebody that late and that's really more of a floor pick. If he hit his ceiling, his value is going to be way higher than that. I mean, we're taking running backs that are second string in, in committees over him right now. We're taking Pollard over him we're taking your Melvin Gordons, your 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 Javante Williams, you know, you taking your Raheem Mosters, all these mm-hmm. guys that are, we know are sharing backfields with other guys that we can't even say we truly believe are going to be starters before this guy.
2: So see, but you said something about sharing backfields. We know that the Patriots never really assigned one running back as a I agree, 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 and,
0: and so what and, is and, and no, good point, good point. I, I first of all, in this day and age in the NFL nobody really truly owns their backfield. Maybe mm-hmm. a few players. Mm-hmm. Maybe, Talk, maybe a We've few. spoken on this. But in right. reality, everybody is in a committee now. It's really mm-hmm. just what percentage of the pie you're taking. Uh, and I should have said this before I even really started talking about this thing in the whole. I, I kind of am go- going under the assumption that Mac Jones is going to eventually take that job, if not take the mm-hmm. job from that's the a, Yeah, that's the most and, important. And, and, and that is the, the, the primary factor in all of this. Because if that happens... Mac Jones is not a runner. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: He's not going to still goal line work. You know
1: he's going to have to game manage too. He's going to manage the game. We saw we saw Mike. We saw we saw uh, uh, Matt Jones. Matt Jones. Mac Jones. Yeah. Mac Jones. Yeah. Mac. Mac. That's, Matt. How, that's how little respect that I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking, I'm joking. Mac Jones, we saw Mac Jones walk up to the podium. Right, right. We saw no whatsoever. He's not doing <laughs> no type of look, go, no look, type of look, goal line work. My man
0: no Superman. To be he just he's like, not hey. he's not he's not hitting the dad. He's not doing none of that. He's like the <laughs> the cameras me. <laughs> <only, laughs> let me just not, doing not trip. You're getting a high five and a handshake.
1: And you know what? Sometimes I like that. I like it.
0: Now remember, Mac Jones is coming from Alabama and we saw what Alabama did last year. He's been in a place where he, he's led a successful team. Mm-hmm. So, and then we heard all the rumors before the draft is he's the most pro-ready quarterback mm-hmm. out of all the quarterbacks. So if I, if I go into the assumption he's going to win that job, I do feel like the, the running back is going to be in a lot better situation than they were last year. And again, right now I feel like we're drafting Damian Harris as if he's going to do what he did last year. I think that might be his floor. So if Mac Jones gets that job, and again, Mac Jones is not stealing any running mm-hmm. from him. Um, Mac Jones is probably going to allow the offense to be more successful. And let's not forget, they added all these pieces to the offense. Yeah. So th- they're not even going to be able to crowd the line. And I'm not saying last year they crowd the line. They might have. I didn't pay attention. But they're not going to be able to when you have more weapons available to you. Not to mention no, these tight boxes ends. Boxes were loaded. But nobody, nobody was that.
1: taking Cam Newton's arm seriously. Right, right. So so that's, they, that's they only the only reason why boxes.
0: I think Damian Harris is a value to some extent this year.
2: That's true. But like when well, we are ranking our top running backs, CMC, when we're looking at the Dalvin Cooks, when we're looking at the Alvin Kamaras, we want those running backs who can run between the tackles, but who are also pass-catching running backs. Right. With, I mean, with James
1: White still on that, still on that can roster, I, can, can I
2: talk? do we see Damien Can I, go can I ahead, jump in? Go, go ahead. ahead.
1: Okay. Players like Damien Harris and Zach Moss, are the reason I don't do zero RB. (laughs) I mean, these are literally the reason. So I am not a Damon Harris fan. And I understand, like, to me, his ceiling is like 225 carries. I know we don't do projections, but, like, you know, high carry amount and, like, 10 to 15 receptions. So he's got to dominate from a yardage standpoint and a touchdown standpoint. But the issue with that for me is that, it is so hard to figure out when to start him. So you can be in this Mm -hmm. situation where you were just like, you know, you start him one week, you think it's a great matchup, and he doesn't score because maybe Cam Newton's still the quarterback, and you get five to seven points because he went, you know, 15 carries for, yeah, 15 carries for like 70 yards or something like that. Uh, I think that, you know, this is a scenario where they really do, like James White really is – the pa- not just the pass down catching backs, but sometimes he's in there in the goal line as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was more with the Brady years, but yeah, I, I hear yeah. what you're saying. I hear what you're saying.
1: And then the Ramondre Stevens, I mean, he's a threat. He's like, a threat, and he's a late round pick. But and, and this is you know, so with with any other team, I think draft capital is very very important. With the Patriots, I literally just throw it out the window.
0: Yeah, but but don't forget the Patriots tend to not play their rookie running backs the first season. Don't forget that. Damien Harris actually mm-hmm. didn't play at all. His first season in the NFL. Yeah. So he, he there is going to be a learning curve. And and I hear what you're saying. And I actually agree very much with what you're saying. But I go back to the point I made initially. We're not drafting him to be your starter. Yeah. We're, we're not drafting him to. Again, if you're going to go yeah. run a zero RB, maybe. Yeah. Maybe if you want to go that route. I mean, yeah. you get desperate when you mm-hmm. go that route. Yeah. But for the typical bill. Usually when you get to the ninth round, yeah. you probably have the running backs that you're going to yeah. start. You have, you have your starting lineup yeah. to some extent. And we're, we're drafting him at his floor with the assumption yeah. he... We're drafting it as if he is going to have that role. Yeah. So, so when you pick him up, I don't think there, there is ever going to be an issue where there's a sunken cost. Because yeah. even if he doesn't become better than what we assume, that's where we got him anyways.
1: Yeah. What, what I'm more saying is, what if he is better... Yeah. Well, if the situation is a lot better than what we're assuming. And I think you have to consider that. I think that's important. But I think for me, it's the players that are going in that range that just, I'm, I almost just like look, you know, right past them. Yeah, uh, I I love the players that are going in that range.
0: But what players are going in that range? wide
1: receiver running? I mean, there are multiple wide receivers that you. Oh get yeah, the in wide receivers, range. yeah.
0: I, but but I'm more talking about if, you, if you're trying to look for a running back. I do like the I wide would, receivers. I mean, there. I would
1: honestly rather. I mean, I don't want to say the, the running backs that
0: are there. there. I'll, I'll say it. I, I think you have your AJ Dillons. I would rather take AJ Dillons. Your Kenyon Drakes. I'd rather um, take Kenyon Drake. Your. What is I think Jamal Williams going Jamal, Williams. Go rather take Jamal Williams. But, but
1: but at that point it becomes just preference. Is yeah. all of those guys have warts. But the reason that I would rather have those guys is p- p- potential upside. Yeah. But but that's what I'm saying. I think
0: you can make a case that Damian Harris can't have some upside because we've seen the Patriots use a running back like don't forget are the are like, they going to use
1: him in a passing game? Do you realistically But, 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 see but don't, them don't forget them using the LeGarrette the blunt game. years. The
0: LeGarrette mm. Blount years with the Patriots, he was a, a successful running back. He scored a lot of TDs. Right, That's
1: what but, I'm saying. You were relying on TD. He yeah, was relying but, but, on But TD he, production. Had the, he had the role.
0: Which. I-
1: so last year,
2: the Cleveland Browns had two running backs that gave us great fantasy value, both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb gave us over 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns. Kareem Hunt gave us not only the rushing yards, but the receiving touchdowns to sort of equal that same fantasy value. Can we expect that again in 2021? I mean, look, like, yes. Is it
1: realistically? Yes. <laughs> yes. All you have to do is go look at the Vegas lines, okay? You know, if there's one person or one projection or one, you know, source that you're going to be relying on as far as, okay, you know, what's the most accurate? Nobody's ever going to be 100%, but what's the most accurate thing that I can kind of base my projections off of? It's probably going to be Vegas, you know? Okay. So who is the bet to lead the league in rushing right now? It's Nick Chubb, right? Hmm. I don't game?
0: know. It might be Derek Carr, but I okay. know Nick Chubb right. is up Cut there. Cut that
1: part out. But Nick Chubb is up there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I do think Nick Chubb is like second or third Nick Chubb though. is yeah. up there, okay? So, like, I don't think you can find anyone who would argue that he's not top two, if not the top pure, pure running runner. back in the league right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have literally one of the best, if not the best, offensive lines in Mm -hmm. the league right now Wyatt Taylor
0: yeah Wyatt Taylor that's the guy right there man yeah that was big when he came back huge huge huge
1: so for me this is one of those where yes I will draft the guy at his ceiling even though I don't have to draft him at his ceiling from a standpoint of I have a lot of Nick Chubb because he falls to me in the second round and I have no issues taking him I understand the reservations I completely understand it what are the reservations that he doesn't catch enough passes and then okay. you know, I don't even think it's the fact that he doesn't that he shares a backfield yeah. with Kareem mm-hmm. Hunt because they run very frequently. Even they found some, the perfect balance last yeah. year. Can they do that towards a second the, year? Towards the end. So this is a run centric offense. I think towards the back end of the year they started to uh throw a little bit more, but I think that was more game script dependent, I believe, anyway. Um They also had that sort of kind of weird three-game weather stretch where they were just like you know, in rainstorms and monsoons, and I mean, I they, and they basically just had one of those, one against those games against the Texans. Yeah, they basically, you know, so some of those stats, like in terms of just kind of averaging, you know, the stats and, and <laughs> includes games against the Texans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of those games against the Texas, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, when I, when I look at this team, I see a team that is likely going to be in neutral and positive game scripts throughout most of the year has a very dominant offensive line will really be able to impose their will on imposing defenses and this dude can break off any run 70 80 yards and he is money we proved last year in the red zone as well so i understand kareem hunt is there but this is just one of those situations where i see this guy i see a player that could potentially go for 1800 and yes even 2000 i think Yes, I said two thousand yards, even with Kareem Hunt in this backfield, and they started throwing him the ball a little bit more. This is this is an interesting thing to do for teams that make the playoffs. Go back and look at their stats because what that will tell you is when the coaches know the game is on the line, who do they trust the most? Hmm. Okay, who do they trust the most? You know, you can do that with Cam Akers, Mm -hmm. you know, but Nick Chubb got receptions. In the playoffs, okay, I think he had like five receptions in in, in the oh, last really? playoff game. Yeah, so go back and look at those game logs in the playoffs for some of these teams that have uh, that it, it, that were able to advance. But you know, the dream scenario is that he does get incorporated a little bit more into the in the passing game because he can do it, mm-hmm. and it's one of those situations where he's such a dominant running a runner, and defenses assume that if he's in the game, that it's either a running play or a play action pay. Play, that it's an easy screenplay. And they did that plenty of times last year. And he's the type of player that can take it to the house. Mm-hmm. I love just the explosion. I love the big play capability. I love that he can score multiple TDs in a game that I am willing to deal with what I think will be very minimal those down weeks where maybe he rushes for 80 yards and only get eight points.
2: I think he took a screen to the house against the Texans. I'm telling not you, Not to bring man. up the Texans again. Yeah. No, but, right. Daya, like, do you think that that Nick Chubb can really duplicate the same fantasy value with Kareem
0: Hunt being there, eating up some of those receptions? So, for me, I just I'm not as optimistic that Chubb can – repeat his success only because I think he scored quite a few touchdowns last year Mm -hmm. and with touchdowns that's one of the hardest things you you can predict Mm -hmm. you know not to say he can't do it I know he can do it. we've seen him do it
1: but I can't really just say I know but I think that is different for teams that are run-based specifically run-based in the red zone that have good offensive line. No, no, I'm not a uh, stat person, but I think if you go and pick out and cherry-pick the teams, okay, you have a good offensive line, you run the ball, I think that you will find that their TDs can be predicted from a standpoint that you can expect their running backs to get double-digit touchdowns. So I don't think that that's stat in terms of TDs being I mean, volatile. He, he I I I bet you $100 right now no, that I, he's scoring at least 12 I, touchdowns. I, I think he that is his floor. I definitely feel like won twice. I, I that definitely that feel like he has it. the potential. I mean
0: <laughs> I definitely feel like he has the potential, but I just don't I I don't I don't try to go into fantasy just saying I know this guy's going to score this many times. Mm-hmm. I do feel like I can probably confidently say he's going to get a good amount of yardage. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can be confident in the passing work he's going to get. So, I I do think he's a great football player. I definitely would probably strongly consider him in the second. I don't know if I would consider him in the first, only because, I don't know, last year might have been one of his better years. Mm -hmm. It was a great year. He's coming off an injury. Right, but but still, it was still, production-wise, it was one of his better years. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, Kareem Hunt did miss a fair amount of games. And Um, let's also
1: remember this. Last year, again, remember, they revamped that O-line. Yeah. So now you have this O line returning, and you know how big we are on O line. No, O-line the O line is great. It's uh, uh, Chubb, now you Chubb have Baker great. Mayfield second year in the offense, Kevin Savanti offense. Now the yeah. entire team is a second year in the offense. Yeah. You bring back OBJ. I'm telling you. No, no, Nick I, Chubb I, is I an army 2 well, well, in the second I'm round. Not saying,
0: I'm not saying Chubb can't do it. Yeah. i just I just feel like right now, valuing him like that is more so valuing him at his ceiling, because I don't know if he can do much better than that. So valuing him there, there's not much room in my mind for him to go up, but there's a a good amount of room for him to come down. But but I I, I do want to speak on Kareem Hunt. I do feel he is a great value right now. I think he's a great pick, and this is why. In Kareem Hunt's current situation – Nobody considers Kareem Hunt the starting running back for the Browns. Nobody's even like saying that's a possibility. Everybody knows Kareem Hunt's role. He's a second-string running back. He also gets work in the passing game. Yet, he's still being valued as high as he's being valued. I want to say fourth or fifth round, maybe sixth round pick. But here's the big thing with Kareem Hunt. If there's any situation that occurs where Chubb is not able to play, then Kareem Hunt's value is going to skyrocket almost to first-round status in my mind because we're valuing Chubb right now. At some point, at one point, he was back in first. Now, he's more of a second. Knowing he probably doesn't get a high amount of passing work, Kareem Hunt would literally take all of that work on top of that, add the passing work, and we know how talented this guy is.
1: Yeah, but we also saw last year him... That same scenario play out, and he was disappointing in my. Opinion. I mean, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen every game. It's yeah. not going to happen every yeah. game. And I'm not saying that. I'm saying okay, because he disappointed last year when he had to lead role. He'll like he could very well. I mean, I think this is the same thing happened now, with the, I mean, the guy, Yeah, yeah but, the guy
0: the guy has been a starting running back. Yeah. We're yeah. not. We, we can't yeah. talk like no, he can't. He can't take that. the low. We know yeah. he can. Yeah, but the way he's being valued right now, he's being valued in his current situation.
1: I'm not a fan of his ADP, but I get what you're saying. If,
0: if he gets that job somehow. He has the, because the office line is still going to be there. They're still yeah. going to be in positive game scripts. Yeah. If Chubb's not going to be there, they're just going to give it to Hunt. And Hunt can t- handle that. His fifth, load. sixth round, that's, too, that's so, too
1: high for me. I mean, too high.
0: Yeah, I mean, but again, that's, that's high for what he is now, for, in your mind. I, I, I personally don't think that's too high. I mean, the yeah. way he produced last year in that role, yeah. it was actually pretty good. Remember, we yeah. actually had him on our joint team. Yeah. And I, I think we sat in one week, and he, he went off that week. In mm-hmm. his role That
1: was your decision To sit
0: him <laughs> <laughs> we, we all make mistakes man. We all make mistakes just, and, uh, and, uh, and full disclosure I've never been a, I, But I, we won I, that league though Yeah we did win that league But <laughs> I've never been A big fan of Cream Hunt But yeah. he kind of made me A believer last year To, yeah. to yeah. truly be yeah. honest yeah. with you so, yeah.
1: so I remember when we drafted And I was like Don't do it <laughs> But it ended up working out <laughs> So yeah That's I, why you do joint drafts Yeah yeah So <laughs> So, so, so
0: I, I You know Cream Hunt Again, that's only if the situation, uh, you know, comes about. Yeah, he could, he could be one of the greater running backs in the league, in my mind. Yeah. You know, because that office line is so dumb. Like again, I'll say his name, Wyatt Teller, oh, that yeah. guy well, right there. Yeah,
1: man. You know, I guess I'm just gonna get as much uh, as much uh, Nick Chubb as I want because I I I really think yeah his ADP just keeps falling.
0: It does. So where yeah. are you taking it right now? Early second.
1: You know, I'm trying to diversify a little bit. Uh, you know, with the idea that, again, you know, even though I may be super high on him, that may not necessarily be the case uh, in terms of, you know, that he may not finish at the far end of that spectrum. But it, it's hard to pass on him. It's mm-hmm. hard. I just feel like him as an RB, too, mm-hmm Like, I mean, you just go back and look at his game logs. I mean, not that that's like the end-all, be-all, but I think it's always nice to put things in perspective. When we talk about, okay, this guy's you know, he's not getting any passing game work. Go look at his fantasy production like the last half of the year. Right, mm-hmm. I think you would be surprised. And, and you
0: alluded to something that y'all know I'm really, really big on a little earlier, you know, Vegas. You know, mm-hmm. if yep, Vegas yep. feels a certain way about this guy that he's going to be top three in rushing and Vegas does not like to lose, yeah. mm-hmm. so if Vegas is saying things like that, they're extremely confident that he's gonna and have a great season. So. Go
1: watch his games, YouTube, whatever you gotta do. Go watch his games from last year against even like really good run defenses. I mean, you we can you know, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Go go watch his. I mean, no, he did he, his thing that playoff he, he game. Makes he makes it, it look off. so easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. part of that is the offensive line, but part of that is just everything that, is him that comes too, with though. Nick Chubb. Yeah. The vision, the explosion, the power. I mean, he's just the ideal back. Right.
2: I want to go off, off script for a second because this is the first year that I've drafted a team in the infamous group chat. And you guys talk about so many different topics. How does it? Affect how you draft, how you prepare, having each other to bounce ideas off of. Because the thing is, Dio comes up with like some of these ideas <laughs> that are just off the wall to me. But then when I like go on Twitter or like I go on ESPN <laughs> or any type of news service, it pops up maybe the next day or sometimes a few hours later. How is it bouncing ideas off of each other? And have you found success because you do have a second person to bounce ideas off of each other? <laughs> because I feel, no, 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 seriously. I feel like this has been, and I have not like played a single team like yet, but I feel like I'm so much more prepared being a part of the group chat because. We are talking about these players and talking about these ideas, and we are sort of sort of
0: weeding through the good and bad well, ideas. Well, I mean, do you want to touch on it first? Yeah, you go ahead. You I go mean, ahead. I can, from, from my angle, so me personally, I, I look deep into this stuff, man, mm-hmm. like really, really deep. And the reason I look so deep is because, okay, I don't want to get too long-winded, but back not too long in fantasy... There wasn't as much information just put out there for fantasy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You can go on, you know, simple searches and find information that, if people weren't also searching, they wouldn't be privy to this.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I think what's happened in the last few years is there's just so much fantasy information being just spoon set, spoon fed to the public that that edge of just doing the just 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 doing work is not there as much as it used to be. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not just going to say, okay, I'm going to stop working. What I then do is I start to work even harder. Mm-hmm. What I notice is a lot of people that put this fantasy stuff out, they, they put, they'll they put it out and then they'll quote certain articles or certain places they got it. And people read mm-hmm. that, you know, read the, the fantasy article and just take that and keep it moving.
1: Out of context. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: I go and say, okay, let's go and look at where this source is at and actually read the source and let me make my own evaluation. And again, I don't want to get long with it. So again, I look at this real deep. And I start to make my, you know, opinions, conclusions. I start to, you know, kind of determine how I feel about these things. With with Abby, I think he does it too. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Rabbit holes.
0: <laughs> he also goes down his route. And we don't do it together mm-hmm. at all. No. I, I couldn't yeah. even do it with anybody else, because I go into some dark, dark places. Man. Yes. I don't want to <laughs> go with you. me, <laughs> I know. I know. I don't, need to, I don't need to be where you're at. I know. <laughs> so so Abby does it too, but he goes in, around different corners And then he always Gains a different perspective From it So then when we now Come together And we say I say this is what I got yeah. This is what you got Okay I don't like what you got And I'm going to yeah. tell you Why I don't like what you got right. and He'll tell me I don't like what you got I'm yeah. going to tell you why And then we start going Back and forth yeah. And then that starts Getting to a point Where like okay Either I got to defend this Well enough To where it does make sense And he kind of feels Where I'm coming from mm-hmm. Or what he's saying Is make me be like Maybe I should be looking at this. I don't want to say. I don't want to say I might change my mind, but I might have to look at it differently Mm -hmm. than what I was doing before. And I think that benefits both of us. Can I break
2: for a second here? Go
0: ahead. All
2: right, for those of you at home. (laughs) I decided to count the number of fantasy football text messages
0: in our group. Today was not a good day. In the last week. Was it was it a lot today? i was working a lot today.
2: We average okay. 550 text messages You're just gonna put us every there like single day. Just See, talking about now we, go to now we gotta go to a thousand. Now we gotta go to a thousand. Now we gotta go deep. Five hundred and fifty text messages oh, a day oh. going back and forth about yeah. the news, certain players. Certain tweets. You guys don't miss anything when it comes to fantasy football. We, we went right. down a
1: rabbit hole. on. So this is a perfect example. Chris Herndon.
2: Oh, my God. Okay? Yeah. yeah. This,
1: is a, this, is a, this is a perfect example. And I, like, I completely agree and co-sign with everything uh, Dale said. Like, if, if you have a certain viewpoint, you're on a certain player, like, and you really want to test it, and you really want to know whether or not you are on the right path, you put it into the group chat because mm-hmm. someone is going to we're going to you we're going to mm-hmm. we're going to pressure it's going to get pressed and press you need to be ready you need to like have some evidence you know uh you need to have some thought behind it and something to basically you know kind of try and help you know validate your point mm-hmm. so you know i think you know the issue came up i think i was drafting and i think i just got sniped and it was you know it was not a good draft. You know, we all have bad drafts. I have bad drafts. And I think this was a bad draft for me. Cause I just like did not, end, you know, I was waiting on tight end and I just couldn't pick up any, you know, I couldn't find the tight end. I, just got, I seemed to get sniped at every corner and I was left with, you know, trying to figure out, okay, who are these last few guys that I wanted? And I drafted Chris Herndon. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I had like not drafted or, you know, even thought about Chris Herndon for a while because I remember the old quotes, but in my mind, I kept thinking, I was like, okay, who is the offensive coordinator? Where are they coming from? What is Shanahan, what is the Shanahan style offense historically done with tight ends? San Francisco, uh, Washington. I mean, and then even you know Shanahan senior, like even with know, the Texans, even Owen with Daniel, te- exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so historically, and they've always had, and there's always been that sort of kind of athletic receiving tight end. So we've heard Chris Hernan's name as far as you know being referred to as the unicorn and whatnot. And then, you know, coming into the OTAs, I think people were like trying to take late round flyers on him. And then we had all the news come out in terms of, you know, oh, he's not picking up the playbook. Mm -hmm. There's some issues in between the ears, you know, you know, you know, something going on mentally with him. And so, you know, in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm drafting this guy because of the potential talent, because of the potential scheme. But I need to find out more. I need to figure out, like, what's going on, because I don't want to I don't feel comfortable drafting this guy. So. I just go down this rabbit hole. OK. And like you talked about that whole quote about him not picking up the playbook, you got to go back to the original source. And when I went back to the original source, that was, you know, the entire article was not just based off of just like how poor he's been in OTAs or in minicamp. The report also talked about how he was struggling with, I think, a hamstring injury, some form of a lower injury, uh, uh, a lower leg injury injury. His snaps were capped. So when the reports came out that he was not running with the ones or they saw, you know, someone else running with, you know, Tyler Croft or whoever running with the ones. Tyler Croft. We have to understand that, like, the media is not, you know, their practice is not open 100 percent to the media. OK. We have to understand that he had a hamstring injury at that time. His snaps were capped. And many people may not have been aware of that. There was also quotes about, you know, coming from the offensive coordinator himself, talking about how excited he was about, you know, the tight end room in general, but also, you know, the idea of Chris Herndon uh, and talking about how he kind of needs to step up. But they talked about how important the tight end is in this offense. So to me, I see Chris Herndon as basically he was a free pick. okay, Uh, and come training camp. When he's had time to actually digest the playbook, because what people don't understand is number one, he has been through multiple offensive sy- uh, systems throughout his time in Detroit. He's had who? Chris Herndon. No, he's with he's with New York. He's been with Gates the whole time, right? Yeah, but Gates is like I think I think they've changed, switched out their offense a couple. Okay, of years. I got you. But he's had injuries that he's had to battle. Remember when he came in his rookie year, he. He performed very well. Yeah, that was his best that, was, season. Yeah, he was on that upper trajectory. And then he I, I, I kind of feel like he might be
0: holding on to that season a little bit. Yeah, but yeah.
1: But he lost confidence. And again, I'm not saying go out and draft Chris Turner. What I'm trying to do is just kind of give you uh, an idea of how you know the type you're, of you're rabbit telling the story goes. why yeah. you can be successful. I yeah, got you. and and this is the kind of rabbit hole we go down because you have to be able to tell yourself a narr- You have to be able to tell yourself a story and follow a narrative of how a player can be successful. And if you can't, then you shouldn't draft right. X player. Right. And so but this that is takes the me to
2: what Dale always says is that. The art of it all is
1: filtering through the fluff.
3: Mm-hmm. And, right?
1: I, and that's exactly what I did. So I went straight to the article. To me, the fluff, there can be negative fluff and there can mm-hmm. be positive fluff. We always focus on the positive fluff. X player looked great in camp. X player is you know, in the best shape of his life, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But some of that negative comments, that can be negative fluff. To me, mm-hmm. this was negative fluff. It mm-hmm. was taken out of context. Had a hamstring injury. Yes, he had issues picking up the playbook, but the way that if you listen, if you read the quotes of the offensive coordinator, okay, LaFleur, he basically, they basically made it sound like they weren't even concerned about that. They were Mm -hmm. expecting him to come into training camp ready, you know, after having time to digest the playbook. So what all I'm saying is keep that in the back of your mind. Pay attention to Chris Herndon during training camps. Pay attention to who's running with the ones. Mm -hmm. If you see him running with the ones, you have to at least think about the idea that he may be able to have a potential breakout season, you know, as far, or at least be fantasy relevant, maybe not, you know, be a tight end one, but who knows?
0: Yeah. Yeah. This
1: is the San Francisco offense. I'm not saying he's George Kittle, but he can still put right. potentially relevant. But and, That's the kind of the, that's the rabbit holes, you know, taking one player that, you know, you completely forgotten about. Right. That industry's not thinking about, and you just go down this rabbit hole to really digest what, you know, how, you know, how, how to assess that player. And,
0: I obviously don't want to spend much time on Herndon and the Jets because I know we weren't supposed to talk about it. So I just want to mention that all the things you are saying are correct. Um, Tyler Croft was getting some burn with the first team. Also, Ryan Griffin was also getting burned with the first team, mm-hmm. who I think they gave him an extension a couple of years back or so. So they do – well, that, that was a gay regime, but they yeah. liked him. I think the, the GM is still saying Joe Douglas. So yep. They, yep. they liked him. Um, and then they they drafted – Look, I, I forget. I don't know if he was drafted or he was an uh, undrafted free agent signing. But this guy named Kenny Yabo. yeah, hmm. very highly touted prospect. Um, don't sleep on him. I've actually read things where some people consider him one of the better tight ends in the draft. Yeah. so i haven't really watched much film, yeah. on him, film on him i'll get to him at one point but there's something
1: yeah. there so don't totally you, ignore you that. know what that tells me that tells me that the tight end position again is very important for, the, for the system mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, agree. This, I agree this tight end position is very important for the system so to just completely gloss over it and just, you know ignore it you know going down these rabbit holes and really digesting it that way once training camp comes around you're aware you're ready Okay. Stay ready. Stay ready. Okay. Right. Yeah, Hashtag so, stay ready. Yeah, and yeah. the last thing, you know, there was one last thing I wanted to say about Chris Herndon, but I forgot. Let's <laughs> I forgot. I forgot.
2: <laughs> well, listen, they drafted Zach Wilson. They clearly want this offense to hum. Let's talk about offenses that can take that leap towards next year. We saw Buffalo sort of take a leap forward. I want you guys to give me the offenses that you think can take that leap forward. This season, as opposed, Dio. I want to start with you. Tell me the offense that that you think can take that hmm. that step forward this
0: season that was kind of shitty from last season. I guess I can. I don't know. Um, uh, obviously, I haven't really thought about this long, but I have a couple I can say, but I'll probably say the Cardinals. Okay, I can see. I was going to start the question
2: off by saying non-texans offense no, 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 Get right, their right. offense <laughs> that's not the texans <laughs> Right, that can no, take the lead I forward. think the
0: cardinals can take that step. I think the cardinals can take that step. The Cardinals are a team that had a pretty good offense last year to start the season. They were putting up quite a bit of points the Bills game, the game where they the hell Hopkins or hell Murray mm-hmm. um that was a high scoring game. The Seattle game I believe was a high scoring game. I think people forget how great of a fantasy asset Kyler Murray was in the first half of the season. I once I think once he got that shoulder injury and I don't know if they reeled him back or if defenses just were able to kind of kind of contain him a little bit better or what happened. I think the offense kind of ended up staggering and missed the playoffs. But prior to that, the offense was great with a running back that was kind of, you know, not doing as well as people would hope in Kenyon Drake. Um they had DeAndre Hopkins and who else? You know, not really much of a receiver option to the system. Um the tight end position it was maybe manned by Dan Arnold or Max wills I don't I don't know. They weren't utilized much. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the situation, the offense was doing great and they weren't even having a lot of people that were able to to assist in it being great. Fast forward to this year and we talked about it last week, they added a veteran in A. J. Green, who Historically, has been one of the top receivers in the league. Christian Kirk is a, a, another year um, into the NFL. You, you drafted one of the, the higher touted wide receivers mm-hmm. in the draft. You you we know Chase Edmonds has performed. You bring in James Conner, which can be a, a compliment. I don't know if James Conner is worse than Kenyon Drake well, King Drake did last year. Seems safe um, to me. Yeah, it's seen, you, know, you know, we've seen James Conner be successful to some extent. Mm-hmm. And I even think they improved their offensive line to some extent as well. Mm-hmm. So, all these things, I, I, I feel, because remember, Josh Allen, a running quarterback, they tend to just give the ceilings this high, high, I mean, give the, the offense this high, high ceiling. I see that same thing potentially happening with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. You know, they do have that offensive of mind as a coach. Uh, who put up crazy points when he was in college at Texas Tech? Uh, They're playing a dome, so the weather is not really going to be much of an issue for them. I think the uh, it might be turf, maybe it's grass, but regardless, it's it's a it's a where you can have a high. Fast-paced offense. We've seen it, it seems like a fast, like, right. so yeah. So I can see that yeah, offense. Right that yeah. Pace, yeah. yeah, I mm-hmm. can see that offense kind of taking that next On yeah. a lot step, of plays per second. You know, mm-hmm. so I'd probably say the Cardinals. I was going to also mention the Dolphins, but there's a few things that might give me a little bit of – You know, you love to give us more than what we asked because because I think about all of them. (laughs) Just a few things that give me a little bit of hesitation. You come come back to the
1: Dolphins because I feel like you cheated with the Cardinals. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you cheated. People drafting Cardinals—that's not you. Have to come back with the Dolphins because I agree with that one too. All right, okay. All right, I need everybody to take a drink, and that includes that that includes the uh, listeners at home. Okay, I need you to sit down. Okay, you should not be driving and drinking. Okay, Mm -hmm. I need you to be at home. I need you to take a deep pause, okay? Mm-hmm. All I right. need you to relax, yeah. okay? And mm-hmm. I need you to get ready because we're about to get uh, ready to Here we go. <laughs> I'm here listening. we go. I'm listening. All right. So, when I think about offenses that, you know, could make that leap, I'm really thinking about offense that could just completely do a 180. Because the idea is that we are targeting players that are uh, well below uh, what their current ADP is in terms of what their value will be at the end of the season, Mm -hmm. i.e. Stefan Diggs in the sixth round. Who's now being drafted in the first round, you know, Josh Allen, last year, we are getting in the double digit rounds and targeting very heavily. Who's now, you know, the second QB off the board. So who is that like next offense now that we can find value on? Okay. Uh, I'm not a oh I, <laughs> oh, I know what you're about to say. Oh, I know what you're about to say. Just hear me out. Tell us. Tell us. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So because, I'm yeah. This shit, Look, so. I've, already give, I've given y'all Miami. I've talked about Miami. I've talked about my love for Miami. Uh, I've talked about all the great weapons there. Devonte Parker, you know, he continues to be slept on. Wait, your team,
0: you're not saying it's the Dolphins, right? I'm not saying it's the Dolphins. Oh, I'm just oh, you know, it you, but I got to
1: so. give you a little bit of warm up because yeah, what I'm about to say, you, you know, you people want to cut too. this off. Say you what? love Will Fuller too. I don't love Will. It's no, not, no, it's not no, last year. Fuller. You loved Will Fuller. right? Last okay. year I loved Will Fuller. This year I love what Will Fuller does for the Dolphins offense. Okay, right, right. but the Dolphins, okay, to kind of warm things up, the Dolphins are a great, you know, a great example. Okay, so last year. Okay, again, let's just think about the, the, uh, the, the games that yeah, two will tell play. Just us
2: who. Just, just tell tell us you, Okay, okay, you. okay.
1: Cool. You guys ready for this? Yes, come on. The New York Giants. <laughs> God, God. <laughs> the New York Giants, oh. okay? Not the Jets, the Giants. And, yes, we're talking about football here. All right, so walk with me, okay? <laughs> we're take I've a already walk. been there, so let's go back. Let's, 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 take yeah. this walk, okay? right. let's take this walk, okay? Let's take this walk, okay? All right, so first we have to understand what the Giants went through in 2020. Just like all the other teams, yes, but the Giants went through COVID. And they went through COVID with a new offensive coordinator and coaching staff. That cannot be understated. They had basically no training camp, Nobody really no OTAs. But this is a new offensive system in a young quarterback. They had, no, they had nothing to prepare for, okay? Or nothing to prepare for the upcoming season, okay? Right. So they're coming in basically, they got a playbook in hand, but have not been able to run this place. I'm losing. Next, let's look at what one of their biggest issues was last year, their offensive line. Mm-hmm. I'm not big into stats. It's not hard to know that they were probably the worst offensive line in the NFL last year. And yes, you go check pro football focus and they were ranked 32.
0: Yeah, okay. By pretty
1: much almost all accounts and all metrics, okay? But let's look at their offensive line. When we look at the players that really played the majority of the season last year, remember, they had opt-outs, okay, Nate Solder. They had three rookies, three rookies playing on their offensive line. Mm-hmm. Remember, one was a first-rounder, I think fourth overall, Andrew Thomas, mm-hmm. okay? Then they I think, had, think think, you know, uh Will, uh you know, uh, What's his name? Hernandez? Uh, yeah, Will Hernandez. He's young. He wasn't a rookie, young, but he's young, yeah. 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 Young, so he was drafted you know, like a couple years ago. Exactly. So uh, even their center uh, had never really, you know, played starting center in an NFL. So this is a very young offensive line, literally rookies who had no training camp, no yeah. mini camp, learning a new offensive system. And what do we always talk about with offensive lines? You need continuity. They need to gel. It takes time, okay? Right. It doesn't matter how good you are. I'm very interested to see how Penny Sewell does in the NFL his first few games, the first half of the season, you know, given how long he's been out of football, coming into the NFL and trying to gel. With, I don't think it's just something that's just automatic. Maybe for those real special players, but I think it takes time. He so might you, be one
0: of the special ones, but I hear he might be, but,
1: you know, might be, but you never know. Yeah. So, young offensive line, new offensive quarter, coordinator, young quarterback – no literally no training camp no time to really prepare and even just get in you know get in a full game of working together and when you look at the issues with this offensive line they struggled in so many regards when it came to just like defenses running you know stunts on them or uh, against blitzes and just you know they just seemed like they you know were not communicating by any degree I mean it was just it was abysmal so they were at the bottom of the bottom last year right but guess what happened they improved towards the back end of the year okay when wayne gallman was available on the waiver wire we all put in claims for him and there were weeks when wayne gallman the boys was desperate yes okay he got me alive so now let's get to the positional (laughs) players let's get let's get to the wide receivers remember they had injuries at the wide receivers but who was really scaring defenses and defenders from the wide receiver group I haven't even gotten to the main point. Saquon Barkley, the key and cornerstone of this offense, was injured early on. Yeah. So this offense basically had nothing that defenses had to worry about whatsoever. They had a very young offensive line in a very brand new system. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's now fast forward to 2021.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: This young offensive line has now had time an entire year to work together. And, again, I think that they improved to some degree. Mm-hmm. They still had a lot of issues, but they've had, they've had some experience. And going down this rabbit hole, they also had multiple positional coaches when it came to offensive line coaches last year. And apparently they were trying to learn two different types of, uh, you know, run blocking schemes or, okay. uh, or, 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 or uh, uh, offensive line schemes last year. Uh, and, and, and that's hard. I mean, that's hard on rookies, you yeah. know, especially in a COVID year. So they seem to have solidified that, you know, as far as bringing in, you know, an offensive line coach early in. Uh, but the one telling point and get and get off on this, but he was comfortable enough in terms of the talent that they had acquired in this offensive line from the 2020 draft to not draft another offensive lineman, at least in the first round in the 2021 draft. And so a lot of people blasted him for that, but he was looking at this as a situation as I spent draft picks in 2020. Okay. I know what this offensive line can do. I believe in this talent. And who knows how good they're going to be, but they can't get any worse. Okay. Now let's add in positional players. You bring in John Ross, Mm -hmm. you bring in Kenny Galladay, you draft Kadarius Toney. Now you have real threats on offense. Where defenders can no longer just say, We're putting eight, 10 guys in the box. Right. Okay. Right. You have Saquon Barkley coming back now. You have an l- offensive line that has now had an entire year to okay. gain experience. Okay. Okay. No, let me finish. I'm Let me finish. Let me let finish. Let me finish. <laughs> you had an offensive line. And now this is the second year in the system for both the quarterback, the offensive line. You have new skill players. Okay. I'm telling you. Daniel Jones, yes, we give him a lot of grief yes, but he would not. that's what it comes down to Okay,
2: Dio, but... tell me about Daniel Jones I don't care who's 2019, 2019, 2019 we not starting Daniel yeah, Jones yeah, But Daniel, yeah. yes, but Daniel
1: Jones not pulling it They were not, he was put putting... Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones had good games in 2019 Alright, but
2: we're talking about 2021 okay. <laughs> Are you drafting Daniel Jones, Dio?
0: Are you drafting him? You don't need to draft him Are you, you drafting draft Daniel Jones? You don't need to draft him you might not like my answer. Okay, <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, okay, a regular build? No, I'm not. But right. I
1: kind of sided with Abby a little oh, bit. This is
0: the me. thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. <laughs> no, wait, wait, I need, wait, wait, I need
1: all the viewers to think about what were your wait. thoughts on Josh Allen last year? Wait, wait, wait. no, I am high on
2: Josh Allen. No, okay, like, wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, wait. Let me let me say it.
0: Last year, Josh Allen wasn't just an afterthought. People did consider him. A mm-hmm. quarter, a valuable quarterback, okay. because he he was a runner. Yeah, he had that running yep. floor. Only because and, he had a
1: runner, but everybody right, said he it, can't throw. Right, his running floor is really and nobody what, was on Dayball as an offensive coordinator. Nobody was on Diggs as being no, this a no, elite wide wait, receiver. Wait wait, 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 Nobody thought that was going to be a, a receiving offense. People didn't understand that they were in the second right, year relax, of the Dayball offense. Okay, it's okay. I'm passionate it's about okay. this. Man, let's go. <laughs> This is
2: (laughs) July 14th, 2021. We're going to come back to this date. Let me say this. Mid-season. I do
0: think there's something that might be there with Daniel Jones. I do think so. Let's start off first. Daniel Jones can run.
1: He can run. People
0: forget it. He can. But Daniel Jones, Jones has actually run quite well in the league. did
1: he bring mm-hmm. off like a 60, 70-yarder? Yes, he did. Yes. <laughs> he, he
0: looks funny doing it, mm-hmm. but he's doing it somehow, yeah. you know? So, you like This is
1: Mac Jones, and Daniel Jones like yeah. right here. So <laughs> and so, Lamar's so he <laughs> has that,
0: okay? And uh, Abby also alluded to it. They invested in improving his weapons by a lot.
1: Don't underestimate okay? that. Do now, not now, underestimate they that. they gave
0: Kenny Galladay... Was it $18 million per? He reset the market. They, they gave him a crazy contract. That's, that's why Allen Robinson can't get signed. No, no, no. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying him getting that money means he's a great player or he's going to do X, Y, and Z. What I'm really saying is that show how important they feel like they needed to add to that position. They feel like they need to throw a, a major bag to him to get him to join them. Now, that's the first thing. The second thing is, they drafted a wide receiver in the first round. Mm-hmm. First They round. had players at the, in the resi- wide receiver room. They have starters in the wide receiver room, and they still felt like, let's add another weapon.
1: Tony of all people. And,
2: and, and you know, can I'm, not even, I'm not even Can we today. please stop? No,
1: no, we can, need to go down the no. right road. No, let me take another drink. No, no, me, no let let Can we please finish. Finish. stop? Take mine, take mine. Let me <laughs> finish.
0: Let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying Kad- Kadarius Tony is a great prospect. What I really am saying is the team said, "Let's add another weapon for danger. Now, don't forget, and you didn't even mention
1: this guy. Evan Ingram is still there. He was hurt last year. People don't realize he was coming off an Achilles injury last year. He started off very, this very, is a very slow.
0: talented tight end. There and are two things Rudolph, that you guys are leaving out
1: that completely changes
2: the narrative. Okay. One, what about Golden Tate? They traded for Golden Tate, and Golden Tate was supposed to be Golden the receiver. Tate. He was That's supposed to be the receiver that was supposed
1: to help Daniel okay, Jones. Okay, nobody cares wait, about Golden Tate. Golden Tate was a glorified slot receiver. Wait, wait, wait. Let wait. us no, no, Wait, Let They
2: traded for Golden Tate, who's supposed to help Daniel Jones. And two, you're leaving out the fact that Gettleman drafted Daniel Jones, and he is wedded to him being successful. So he's going to do everything he can to make Daniel Jones successful Regardless of whether Daniel Jones is good or not, because he knows that his job is tied to Daniel Jones. But, but you're kind of making that's a good point like right that. No, good but what I'm saying is that does all those moves doesn't mean that Let Daniel me Jones it. is good enough to be the starting quarterback. It means that it means that Gettleman is gonna do everything he can to try to make Daniel Jones but be the deserving a a quarterback. Rebuttal,
1: rebuttal, rebuttal. Rebuttal. Okay. That you brought up Golden Tate, okay? Yes, Golden Tate is a good slot receiver, but Golden Tate, by no means, defenses are concerned about. They are not concerned. Him bringing in Golden Tate did nothing to help out that offense or that offensive line. You have to understand that, like, it takes time for offensive lines to gel. They drafted an offensive tackle. Fourth overall in 2020. Give him time. You you can't expect rookies to come in in an offseason of COVID and just play well. Let me add to that. Mm, Let me
0: me, me add to that. Also, we cannot undervalue the effect not having Barkley there. Absolutely. Barkley Mm. will make a whole defense change the way they play a team. He's that talented of a runner. And here's the thing with Daniel Jones, and you kind of keep alluding to it, which is helping making our point about them adding all these weapons. He doesn't have to be great as a no. player. No, it's oh, politics. No, 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 wait, wait. That's wait. it. Wait, wait, wait. It's not, it's not wait, talent. It's politics. But wait. He doesn't have to be great as a player. All he has to do is get the ball into the talented player's hands. And he has talent everywhere.
1: And realize what you're saying about politics, that is Every team in the NFL, every GM thinks that their job is on the line, and they're going to do everything to make their players that they draft.
0: I I do want, I do want, I do want to clarify this again. I'm not targeting Daniel Jones. Nobody's targeting Daniel Jones, but the the question was, what team can we see having this meteoric rise that we didn't see coming? Kind of like with the Bills or other offenses last year. You can, you can play a narrative out in your mind where the, the Giants can do that same listen, thing. I mean,
1: listen to this offensive roster, okay? And you can just, and yes, we, we can cherry pick from years past, but listen to this offensive roster. Kenny Galladay, where was you. he being drafted last year? Saquon Barkley, where is he being drafted literally every year he's been in the league? I got you. Evan Ingram, where was he being drafted the last few years? Sterling Shepard, where was he being drafted the years previously. Okay. Mm. Darius Slayton, where was he being drafted last year? Right. Kadarius Tony, what's his draft capital? That's okay. It. Even Kyle Rudolph got <laughs> added to this team. Man, even Kyle Rudolph. Don't even got bring added to a Kyle team. Rudolph. Okay, but I'm yeah. saying but I'm saying they, they you know do not underestimate what adding talent on the offensive side, getting right. Saquon Barkley back in an offensive line that is young. Yes, that was very, very poor last year, but has had an entire year now has an off-season and has pieces on it that are potentially talented. Don't and underestimate and let, and, what and that let can me do. Not,
0: I don't want us to get past this segment before me shouting out Dorsey. Because Dorsey was the one Actually I was going to bring up Dorsey Dorsey The The first one that told us to consider Looking at the pairing Of Daniel Jones and Galladay Because before that We were like man what the hell are you talking about dude He he took us down that narrative street And we were like But what "Hmm." it was And
1: when he said Daniel Jones and Kenny Galladay You know he, I remember him saying six rounds specifically, and the sixth round is very special to me. Right. Because He's, that's where I drafted Stefan Diggs. yeah, <laughs> D- <laughs> Right. So, you right. know, in my mind, I'm just like, to me, like, that's where you win. I, I can't, I mean, I can't stress it enough. Those middle rounds and those late rounds are where you win your draft. Yeah. You got to find some special player in that, that just really just outperforms his ADP. Right. That can really push you over the edge. Right. And so... Where were we? I wasn't I was I was not on Kenny Galladay in 2020. So it makes sense that like starting 2021 that like literally have just like not been on him whatsoever. Right. But I can't, But they gave him that bag. man. Yeah. But I can't I can't they say that, that I was like so far on Stefan Diggs. I had shares, but I can't say that I was right. so far on him. Right. So to me, when I'm look, when I'm comparing Stefan Diggs and what we thought of Stefan Diggs. Uh, and then what we thought of Josh Allen as a passer. Mm-hmm. He was being drafted based on his running it potential. It almost
0: is an exact situation, similar yes. situation as mm, how that was played similar, out last and year. And
1: remember, the Buffalo Bills invested a lot of money. Now, they did it through the draft and through and the free trade. agency. the trade, too. Yeah. They traded quite a bit for him Yeah, yeah losing as well. Zyler. I'm not sure what the Giants were thinking with that. But, you know, again, they know their offensive line. But they did it through the draft and through free agency and, they, and nobody, I don't think anybody saw them coming out and being the pass offense that they saw them. So, again, I'm telling you, and this is the last thing that I'm going to leave you with. We mm-hmm. all laugh at Jason Garrett. We all knock Jason Garrett as an offensive the coordinator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he has been a part of you know, some, you know, some good offenses, whether you want to you know, give all the credit to the personnel or not. But one thing that he is known for is improving quarterback play. Mm -hmm. And now that he has an entire offseason to work with Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones is physically gifted, okay? Josh Allen was physically gifted. One thing that got me on Josh Allen was that his work in the offseason I can't remember the guy's name, but with the QB guru, and they and I just remember all the talks. I love hearing—I don't like hearing that a player is in physical shape or that he's, like, bulked up. I like hearing that a player has worked on his craft. I like hearing Ruggs is working on specific aspects of his game. I like hearing Terry McLaurin is working, mm-hmm. is working on getting off press coverage with Doug Baldwin. That's stuff I pay attention to. Mm-hmm. So don't lose sight of the fact that, you know, that he may improve as a quarterback, okay, with an entire offseason— being in the same system twice, working with Jason Garrett again, journey has ended. Okay, I hope you guys are still with me. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk take a drink before I, you know, I, you know. That's, no, that's, that's you.
0: On know you. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I, I slightly sided with Abby, but when when he started yeah. talking about, it, I knew he was gonna go to this, and I only think the people were ready for it. Yeah. So I had to get. I had to people get. Sorry, <laughs> people had to take that drink, but I hear where he's coming from. Yeah. But I didn't want to sound crazy Like he sounded right there So there
1: but, but definitely <laughs> I, I give him a little bit of But really it's Miami crazy. though I Keep saying it's Miami <laughs> <laughs> It's really the No, dog no, dog no, dog. no I really do No, I'm really I'm really like I went down that rabbit hole The last few days And uh, I felt like I had to Get that off my chest yeah. So like, this, is like it out. this has been like uh, I don't want to necessarily Go as far as an epiphany But this has been An enlightenment Okay yeah. So we'll see where it goes
0: Shout out Dorsey Perry right, Dorsey Perry, right, right, right. Dorsey listen, Perry. Listen, Thank listen. you for
1: that one There's four people A part of the group
2: chat us 3 and dorsey and yeah. i swear when dorsey comes in he gives us gems every single yeah. time dorsey, dorsey's always a, he's also
1: the calming you know He is yeah, the a room member when yeah. me he's and you good. go at yeah. it yeah. he'll come in and like try to iron he'll come things in and come out and yeah. like you know what he had a good point in this respect yeah. okay and then he had oh, a good oh, point peace, in this set? Yeah. peacemaker he's ass. a peacemaker yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so we talked about daniel jones a lot I want to stay on the topic of quarterbacks. We see Daniel Jones making this ascension. I want to talk
1: about regression now. Oh, people are not going to like my answer. You start. no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. You, <laughs> no, start. no, start. no, start. you started. I started last time. I literally just spent forty-five minutes talking about Daniel Jones. No, no, no. no, know, no, no but I started uh, last time, though, a. B., man. It's, it's on you. you.
2: Quarterback regression. Who yeah, yeah. do you
1: see taking a step back? Backwards oh, from last year. So I got to put this on tape. Okay. All right. Okay. So, when I think about regression, I think immediately about players who, like, are coming off career years, Mm -hmm. okay? Because it's hard to duplicate. It's hard to replicate. There's certain things that go into you playing and producing at your most optimal level, okay? Mm -hmm. So, for me, it's Justin Herbert, Uh Hmm. okay it really is
2: uh this is an attack on me personally
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's not an attack on you it's not an attack on you i mean when i look at when i go back and look at my ownership shares i mean i don't have a lot i mean actually i just take them in the main event but i think i got them at value okay (laughs) that was not the plan but but yeah to me it's justin herbert okay Mm -hmm. i think that he was in a situation last year where he was thrusted into the starting role Mm -hmm. played exceptionally well okay More than any, you know, better than anybody had ever uh, could have imagined. Mm -hmm. Um, They were in a lot of negative game scripts. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it was an offense that really had no run game and a line that could really not run block whatsoever. But even with that, he played exceptionally well. Okay. So I don't want to take anything away from him. I think that I won a lot of games last year with Justin Herbert. I like Justin Herbert as a quarterback. I like his prospects. I'm not a dynasty player. I'll leave that to you. But I think that he has a great future ahead of him. But when I'm going when I'm when we're entering 2021 where he's being drafted, I'm not a fan of in terms of the sixth, seventh round. To me, that is just too high. So I see a regression from a standpoint of more so that I think his ADP. As far as 6th, 7th round, and again, I'm talking about FFPC here, uh, redrafts, I think that is too high, okay? Uh, he runs some, but I don't necessarily think that he's a running quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think... So, no Konami Code William. I do not think he's a Konami Code quarterback. Mm-hmm. Also, we're changing offensive systems, okay? And before we get to that, I want to talk about this the idea of a QB going into his second year. For me, personally... And I keep saying I'm not a stats guy, I just, you know, this is just things that I, you know, when I watch film, when I watch, uh, you know, you know, NFL games, you know, from things that I recall. And when I, you know, just, you know, going back and and, and just, you know, really kind of diving into that, as I did this week with, you know, watching Baltimore and, 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 and New York Giants games for me. I can always recall when quarterbacks go into their second year, there's always, to me, more oftentimes than not, some regression. I don't know if it's because NFL teams get tape on a certain player or because, or for whatever reason, but there's always, to me, there's always something there. So I had that, to some degree, baked in. That's not the major reason, but to me, that's some degree baked in. Teams now have tape, and they can, to some degree, figure out what he's good at, what he's bad at, figure out his tendencies, Tendencies to some degree and game plan against that. But I think the offensive system, as well, to me, I don't think it's going to be as pass heavy as people think. I understand the comments that came out, I think that those, to some degree, were taken out of context. I think this is going to be a very balanced offense. I think it's going to look a lot like the Saints offense. I don't think it's going to be exactly like the Saints offense, but I think it's going to look some degree like that. But if people remember what the Saints offense is, the Saints offense is not a heavy pass offense. Okay, Mm -hmm. it's not a Casey Chiefs offense. It's a very, if anything, it's a more run centric offense. Okay, so to me, I think this is going to be a very well balanced offense. I don't think that he's going to get the same amount of volume. he got last year and i don't think that he's going to be in the same negative game strips i think the defense is going to be better i really love the defensive coordinator that they brought in i mean so For me, I just see a regression in overall stats. I think he was in a perfect situation last year. He caught the league by storm. He caught the league by surprise. He played at an optimal level, and he deserves all the credit in the world for him. But I want no parts of Justin Herbert in the sixth or seventh round.
2: But here's the thing, though. Anthony Lynn is known for being a run-heavy head coach, a run-heavy offensive coordinator. Ignore that. Ignore that
1: people who are known for being a certain type of coordinator that's great you want to start off that way but when your defense is terrible when you're i don't want to say he's a bad head coach but when your team is not in positions where they are leading yeah this is a ball the game, no anthony Lynn hate zone. <laughs> when
2: they
1: when they're in <laughs> positions when they're you know, when you are not leading or when you were down by multiple scores okay or where you can't run the football okay if you can't run the football it doesn't matter how much you want to run you know, you're going to be forced to pass. OK, and if you don't have the personnel for that, they were they thought that they would be able to rely on Josh Kelly last year. Mm-hmm. And we saw that Josh Kelly wasn't was just not yet ready for prime time. That's fair. So that's that, fair. And, and that's important. Slight tangent. I'm not going to take long on this. Mm-hmm. But now that we go to Detroit, don't think that that's not going to be a run heavy offense because mm-hmm. we saw Lynn in, in with the Chargers, you know, passing often and often. OK, they're going to try to run but we're probably going to end up with the same situation where their defense is pretty poor mm-hmm. and they're going to have to pass mm-hmm. which is why we like Deandre Swift
2: Dale like let's let's move to you for a second who do you see
0: well, before i go to mines, i i like Herbert i kind of disagree I know with whatever yeah. he's saying we know we know for a few reasons number one they improved the offensive line they're bringing in a coach that it comes from a team that has passed more than Anthony Lynn typically passes mm-hmm. Herbert. Herbert really? Anthony Lennon is a run. But, I mean, but when I you mean, look at the numbers, right? But 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 remember, Eckler got hurt last year. They ended up signing Belage, and they gave Belage a big workload. Belage couldn't even make the team in Miami for. I just feel like they couldn't run. Uh, but um, you know, the 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 chemistry with with um, Herbert and. Keenan and Mike Williams are obviously going to improve I think uh, but again I, I'm not going to I'm not going to go off on that because that was what your thing was but I, but I like Herbert as far as my two, two uh, I know you made a comment I always bring up more than one mm-hmm. I'm only going to say two because I've spoken <laughs> on. on these two before right, so I don't want to be just extremely redundant All right. but because it's the question I mean the answer is, it is what it is it's Dak and it it's Jalen Hurts. And speak on okay. Dak first. Those are big names. Those oh, are big Big names. names. <laughs> and again, I think I spoke on this on episode one or two, but with Dak, first of all, our sample size for Dak, everybody's living off these four or five games from mm-hmm. last year. That's all people are living on. He, I mean, it was a record-breaking pace, yes, but they're extrapolating that to the full season. And I hate when people do that because... It kind of takes out context. You're not playing the same five teams mm-hmm. like that. You know, injuries happen. You know, just every all these factors that you just can't account for. One thing I will say, and I said it before, is the Cowboys in the games where he had his biggest games, that was week two, three, and four, mm-hmm. were in these shootout games where they were losing and they were trying to come back. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to win the game. The, the Cowboys are not a team that is just going to sit back and say, oh, we lost, we give up. They were trying to win those games and Dak was going at it and I respect him for that that's great is he are they going to have those type of games this year maybe but you have to basically be saying you think their defense is still going to be trash Mm -hmm. and they're still going to be having these games where they are just losing almost from the jump it's possible but I don't want to just gamble on that so if you look at week one I don't even think Dak threw for 300 yards in Week One of last year, and that was a week where they had all their options. They had CD, they had Amari, they had Jarwin, they had Zeke, they had the the offense line that they were going to have. You mm-hmm. know, everybody was self healthy Week One, and he produced a, a basic game. He might have even put in 200 yards. I have to go back and look at that, but it was those two, three, four weeks where he went crazy. Okay, so and again, I spoke on this, so I'm not going to get long winded. But Dak is my first one. My second one is Hurts, and again, we alluded to this earlier as well. I truly feel like when a team is still poking around at other options Mm. at quarterbacks, then they're not extremely sold on you. And if they're not sold on you, they can find any reason to pull you. Mm -hmm. Whatever reason they they feel like is necessary. And where Hurts has been drafted, now I say that, but I've... I've seen drafts where he's starting to kind of slowly fall a little bit. But the way people are drafting him, he ha- they're drafting him in a place where they want him to be their starter. And I i can acknowledge he has this this high ceiling.
1: Konami code ceiling. He
0: has. Yes, he does. He has quarterback one ceiling. But the rug can be pulled under him so quickly. And nobody will be surprised. Nobody will say, oh, my gosh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. So... For me, those are two players where I can say, you know, people might look at them highly now, but we can look back at the end of the season like, whoa, that was a, a terrible call.
1: And I want to make, make a quick comment, okay? First on the Jalen Hurts, um, I agree with everything you said, and, you know, the sad part about it is uh, you're not really getting much of a discount on them. The, right. the fancy community is very smart. They understand that... Uh, you know, that he is like a Konami code type quarterback. So, right. And they understand his
0: limitations as a passer too. They do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's kind of
1: like built in. It's like, you know, uh, it's one of those situations where, you know, those, you know, top one, two, maybe three, Q, you know, tier QBs go. And then you're looking at Jalen Hurts and you're like, all right, you know, I'm just going to bet on the upside. And right. that's why I like him. And I draft him with the understanding of knowing everything that you just said. But I think I I think he's still a good target. But I definitely think there's a lot of risk. I Mm. never draft Jalen Hurts naked, you know, in terms of just drafting him solo and then just saying that okay, I'll get a Fitzpatrick or someone, you know, who you know is a complete, you know, uh, streamer type QB. If I'm drafting Jalen Hurts, I'm really going after another quarterback that I, you know, that I think highly of, somebody like a Stafford.
0: Right, right.
1: The other thing that I want to say about Dak is. I think the fantasy community as a whole agrees with you subconsciously.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> no, but because mm-hmm. seriously, mm-hmm. No, no, when I you agree. when you think about it, yeah, Dak was putting up not just QB one numbers last year, crazy, but numbers. historic. Yeah, overall all time record breaking numbers. Yeah, nothing has changed with that offense. Right, offensive line is coming back healthy. Mm-hmm. You have Zeke there. You have Pollard there. You have CD again. Uh, another year in the system. Jarwin's you have coming another. back. Jarwin's coming back. Yeah. Continuity show, show with the, that. He can do a little continuity something. with the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Nothing has changed. Yeah. So why wouldn't we anticipate that same type of production? At least QB two, yeah. QB three, QB four. What no. did you take like five? He goes after you Dak, got. Oh, sorry. After you Lamar. got
0: Mahomes, Lamar, Kyler. Is that Dak? And then Dak. Okay. You, forgot, you forgot
1: Alan. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. And, and, and Alan. So, so fifth, he fifth.
1: All, he almost always, unless someone's going for a stack, he almost always goes at the end of the tier. Mm-hmm. So I think the fantasy community as a whole, like subconsciously low-key, like really agrees with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But they also are, st- are still kind of excited about him. Yeah, like, yeah, a lot of people yeah. are excited about Dak I find, I find
1: myself, you know, it depends on, like, who's available in that tier, yeah. uh, you know, as far as, like, you know, what wide receivers and running backs available, but yeah. I find myself passing on Dak in the sixth round. I'm seeing a lot of people trying
0: often. to, like, stack or pair him, whatever. They're trying to, like, yeah. group him with another cop. Let me ask you this. What do you prefer? Do you prefer to pair him with a CD or Amari, or do you prefer to pair him with Zeke?
1: I could care less. I, I, I for him I would not want to pair him with the Z because I feel like a So lot you of would Z- prefer his
0: receivers I feel, over. I Z- feel
1: like more Zeke's Z- Z- uh TDs are gonna come off our uh uh know, running Goals. plays. Goals. No, no, mm-hmm. I, I
0: think the question is more so do you want to try to corner the market as far as having the the Cowboys offense as far as their rushing and passing?
1: I think points, you know I think or do
0: you just wanna focus on just focusing on the passing?
1: I think again. from an so, overall standpoint, I'm not, you know, if I draft Zeke, I have no issues drafting Dak if I feel like it's appropriate. I'm not gonna look and say, Oh, I got Zeke, I can't draft Dak. Okay. In the same right, if I'm like if I draft Amari or CeeDee, I'm not like jumping ahead of Lamar and Kyla Murray and Josh to Allen, guys that I have significantly what I, in my mind significantly ranked higher than him yeah. to, to draft him thinking that okay, I, I need this pairing to win a tournament. Right, right. No, right, I right. think Lamar is going to outscore Dak. Chill, man.
0: Chill. I'm, man. Chill. I'm See, trying to
1: get some more Lamar though.
2: Jackson. Here's the thing, though. When it comes to Dak, I feel like Dak put up those numbers because they had a historically bad defense. Mm-hmm. They've made considerable inroads in improving their defense. If that defense is better... I'm not sure if that gets as many positive game scripts as he had last season. Negative
0: game scripts. Negative so, game yeah. scripts. They brought in last yeah, They last brought in season. Dan
1: Quinn, and I like Dan Quinn. Okay, I know he didn't do you know all that hot as a head coach in Atlanta, but I think he's a I think he's a pretty good defensive mind. Right. Uh, I think he. I, I don't know what went on in Atlanta, but he's someone I think that is, is respected, and I think he's going to come in and bring and bring some stability to this defense. They so, had a lot of young players last year, and they they mm-hmm. bring they bring. I mean, their entire draft was basically a defensive. Draft draft right. but they're bringing in a lot of young players this year but they had they have talent on this defense right, right. They so have if talent that defense, defense
2: gets better yeah. and if you believe that dak put up historical numbers
1: because the defense was yeah. so bad what right. does that
2: mean for dak going forward okay
1: so to play devil's advocate as far as like play you know pace as far as pace you know plays per second uh and how quickly they ran plays Last year in twenty twenty, they were at the top end of the league. So right, but, that, but that, also I that, don't I don't see that changing. But that so.
0: might also be about the fact that they were behind, so they were trying to hurry up and see no, I don't, I, do, I, do I, a
1: lot of plays. I don't think that I, I think that it was independent of game script. Maybe, maybe.
0: I'll say this though: if they're if they're closing games, or better yet, if they're winning games, I definitely don't see them passing. Oh as no, much. I mean
1: garbage time is garbage and, time. So
0: so so. They're not one of those teams where no matter what's happening in the game, they're throwing. No, it's almost game script dependent. Few mm-hmm. teams are
1: like that, though.
0: Yeah, I know, mm-hmm. I know, I know. A few teams are, but just just be aware of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's up.
2: In my opinion, don't be surprised if Josh Allen actually regresses. I like that. Honestly, like with that them issue. having a poor running game this past season, I see a lot of teams actually adding an, an extra DB on the field to sort of play in that secondary.
1: That that is like the perfect comment because that is one reason why I just did not draft a lot of Lamar. Mm -hmm. And that's one reason why I was, you know, when I was sort of kind of going through like the playoff challenge or just like talking to people in general about who I felt like was going to win the Super Bowl, I was like, my my whole thought process was, you can eliminate teams that are one dimensional. Mm -hmm. And that got to the point where I was like, I had to eliminate the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. because they failed to run. Unlike the year before when Damian Williams was there, their offensive line was intact. Towards the end of that year, they were running the ball. Mm -hmm. When they had leads, they were running the ball and they were doing it effectively. Last year, especially towards the end of the season, they showed no ability to be able to win the ball. You cannot win Mm one-dimensional. Defenses take note. Mm -hmm. And they're in a division with Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick disciples. And then, oh... Look who we now have in San Francisco Oh sorry in, uh, in, you know, With the New York Jets mm-hmm. So they are in a defensive di- division When it comes sorry. to head coaches yeah. Exactly So they better figure out something As far as running the ball And I don't think that they've done it just yet mm-hmm. Right, right Alright guys We've gone way whoa, over whoa, 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 Wait, wait, I
0: know you're trying to close us out But I gotta save my player Alright, go ahead I just gotta say a player Alright, so I'm gonna say this player And I've said it to y'all all right. But I'm going to still say it but I just need to put it out there right. And then also This have, is
2: your third yeah, I have Your a, third player I, is, have,
0: I have four or five more players to I say know you do. But I'm not going to say it today Because I, I'm in these drafts right now I'm in the main event right. I try to get these guys on my team right. <laughs> You know so I can't I just can't put it out there again yeah. right, <laughs> Maybe go. next week We'll see how fast the draft goes yeah. But Selfish. I'm going to say this one thing Because I don't think I've said it yet But I need to put this out there Everybody knows I'm a Texans fan. We're yes. all Texans fan. Yes, no lord. Don't be surprised if Philip Lindsay ends up being the starter running back. Why would you say that for the Texans? Why? Don't, don't Why? be surprised. That's Why? All. We like, think Philip Lindsay. They, look, they don't what? care. But I, but just they don't, don't care. Be I care. Don't be surprised. Let's keep that quiet. Let's keep well, that you between got us. Should we beep it?
1: Say what? Beep it if you want to. But I'm just saying.
0: Don't, be no, don't beep it. Okay, look, be let, me,
1: let me say this before you end the show, okay? <laughs> look, okay? This whole beep, number one, I didn't even, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I don't, I, don't, I don't watch it. I don't watch it. I don't watch it. I know you do. I don't I mean, watch it. I'm YouTube. the only person who so watched. it. people go, and they're like, why did you beep? You know, are you trolling us? I'm like, I literally had no clue. We what said we he did. We said we were trolling, <laughs> though. No, yeah, we okay, didn't do that. Literally, we do had that. no clue. So, yeah, literally, when I ask him to cut something, I am being dead serious. I am asking him to delete it. But literally, I. I have, no, I have no say so. Yeah, yeah. In no, editing. Man. I have no say so in production. I have no say so on <laughs> what final product gets put on YouTube, gets yeah. put on Apple Pod. This man controls everything. Put it on my back. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm going right. to still request, please yeah. delete that last. They, they'll That's be the all right. They'll be all right. I'm not
2: cutting it. But this <laughs> is first in 15. So, this is episode seven. Mm-hmm. AB, Dio the Machine. We're out. Yes, sir.
3: Track
0: from I, be like track from I said, God give me a warning, please take me for the morning So I leave more disappointments than I ever will appointments, give a fuck up